listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Yeah, yeah, Rockefeller. We invite you to something epic, you know? Where we hustle out of a sense of hopelessness, sort of a desperation. Through that desperation, we come addicted, sort of like the fiends we accustomed to serving. Where we feel we have nothing to lose. So we offer you, well, we offer our lives. What do you bring to the table? I'm watching every nigga watching me closely My shit is butter for the bread, they wanna toast me I keep my head, both of them where they supposed to be Hoes that get you sidetracked and clap from close feet I don't sleep, I'm tired, I feel wired like codeine These days a rubber got with my me From four fiends away, my pain Which shit was quick to see From selling cane to brains was fried to a fricassee can't lie, at the time it never bothered me At the bar getting my dog on properly My squad and me lack of respect for authority Laughing hard, happy to be escaping poverty However brief, I know this game got valleys and peaks Expectation for dips, for precipitation We stack chips hardly The youth I used to be, soon to see a million No more, Big Willie, my game is grown Before you call me William, illin' for revenues Great for lemon like Channel 7 News, round seven Jews, head dead in the mic, forgetting all I ever knew, convenient amnesia, I suggest you call my lawyer, I know the procedure, block my body, can't trap my mind, easily, explain why we adapt to crime, I'd rather die enormous than live dormant, that's how we on it, live at the main event, I better trip them out, we on it, presidential suites, my residential for the weekend, confidentially speaking in code since I sent you speaking, the NXS rental, don't be fool, my game is mental. We both out of town, dog. What you trying to get into? Viva Las Vegas, see ya later. They holler, hold up. But I can't slow it down. Too much to prove if it ain't money, I can't come around. Mo tie. That's what I'm known for. I'm never comfy, but this bitch <laughs> came from nothing. Bitch, I won't mo. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house for another episode. Uh, yes, we are. This is a little bit special. Yes. A little bit different, Karen. Yes, it is. This time, we're on a Wednesday. Yes. Not a normally third. Not it's like a community. You know, yes. we got our time slot moved around a little bit. Yes, and we was on Thursday. No, Wednesdays used to be today, but then we moved to Thursdays. Yeah, so it's Prime a little bit time. different. Prime time for you fools out there. Yes. Um. And uh, what's the reason that we're doing the show today, um, Karen, uh, instead of Thursday? I'm volunteering my time at Samaritan Purse. Oh, helping. Now, what does Samaritan Purse do? Samaritan Purse, uh, they're known for sending, like, shoes and sneakers to children in third world countries but for this we're going to be boxing up gifts and they like I, I did it before they like these boxes and we put like children's gifts and toys and drum sets and things like that and they send it all around the world to children in underprivileged countries okay well that sounds good it sounds like a a worthy cause to yes, move is. the show for one week uh to a different day thank you we'll i'm excited about it yeah yeah you should be you're a good person not me personally 
I, you know, I hate children, so fuck those kids. <laughs> I wouldn't have did anything for them. I don't them. want any children, but, I, you know, I will help the underprivileged ones. Yeah, I only fuck with the Girl Scouts because they got cookies. Those are the oh, only kids that, yes, I can, that I can tolerate. Most of them, I'm good. Um, <laughs> now, what you're listening to right now is a podcast called The Black Guy Who Tips. Yes. Hosted by Rod and Karen. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm um, say that again. That is in D A T. And we are a husband and wife team. Yes, we are. To do a comedy podcast three times a week, um, live on Vocal, and of course you can find us all kinds of other places. Go to theblackoutist.com. If not, you can check us out at iTunes. Uh, we have a Facebook group with uh, a little bit over 2,300 people that like us. Which yes, sir. You know, it's not a ton of people, but it's it's a lot of motherfuckers to be liking somebody like me, yeah, right? It's, it's it's more than people in my real life. I can tell you that much. Yeah. So uh, you can go there. You can like us and stuff. Uh, we appreciate the people that do that. Uh, oh, spread we do. The word. We do. Um, we're on Podomatic and uh, of course Stitcher Radio for people that you know have phones and you want to be able to take us on the go with you uh maybe you want to be able to listen to us at work and stream everything from there you can do that you sure can um when you go to the blackouttips.com there's a bunch of shit you can do there's uh donations you can make to the show mm-hmm. uh either one time or recurring donations uh you can subscribe to the actual blog and you'll get an update every time we put a new post up uh so if you would like to you know be notified like hey they're uh, about to go live on the show or something you get an email bam you can show up um we also have a store people been buying stuff people buying hoodies and yes. all kinds of st- uh, cool things Thank baby you guys yeah, baby bibs continue like, to take pictures and send them to us please sexy underwear ladies am i right um so we appreciate the people that do that um and you know you can find our tumblers there uh, the we cook medium tumbler yes. and the booty pics and jokes tumbler for the mature people yes. in the audience and by mature i mean immature that like to look at women <laughs> and make jokes that is mature. This is not for the children. This Tumblr page is not for the children. <laughs> um, you can always call the show, 704-557-0186. Um, you can leave a voicemail throughout the week, but we do actually take live calls uh, on Saturdays. Yes, we do. Uh, when we do the show. Uh, yes. And we do our feedback show, and that's at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. On Saturday, Saturday mornings. mornings. Um, you can email the show, black, theblackouttips at gmail.com. And, uh, of course, the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme yes sir um also another thing i want to do uh i was on a couple podcasts as a guest um this week you've been podcasting it up ain't you i have I, I, yeah i was featured as a guest on um bokeen's ratchet class which is <laughs> <laughs> which is an extension of his normal uh consumption junction podcast and uh, i'll have links to this uh when we go off the air today and uh, also i was on uh where's my 40 acres mm-hmm. as a guest uh reviewing the album camp by donald glover aka childish gambino mm-hmm. uh with chris lambert and of course uh phenom black aka brandon aka big simba aka 12 motherfucking nicknames <laughs> no um, i lose count after a while yeah so i was on there with them and uh we had a good time it, you know I, I i really enjoyed myself and it was cool to talk to people that enjoyed the album as much as i did because you know it seems like uh 
will you like albums and shit like that uh sometimes it's hard to find a group of people that fuck with an album that's not really on the radio every day and in your face yes. so and i also you know i listen to music pretty in depth i'm not saying i'm a, a, a this huge musical um explorer i i I'm, I'm very limited in my what appeals to me i like hip-hop pretty much only so <laughs> it's like uh <laughs> you know but the shit i like i love and i go listen to it every day multiple times yes, I, I do too i do too yeah so I, I really enjoy you know uh delving into this album and i think if you listen to the airgasms review you'll hear that we really got into some of the minutia and the lyrical content and the motivation it. and i know for me uh, I am so glad uh, they stopped tapes because if I love something, oh my gosh, I will play the hell out of it. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I mean, we well, we played that. Uh, I've been playing the hell out of it all on my phone and Spotify and all this different stuff, yeah. man. I just love that album so much. It sounds so, much. so good on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, now, of course, today's podcast is sponsored. Yes, it is. My favorite type of podcast. Yep, yep. Today's podcast is sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions. Who else would it have been, Karen? Think about it. I don't know. For the next week only. That's right. So today Seven is days. today is eleven thirty, twenty eleven. So that means you got till next Thursday, which is seven days from now. Whenever that is, actually eight. Eight days from now, according to Karen. <laughs> yes. A week is eight days now. No, we no, we record on a Wednesday and you said a week which would be Wednesday. Oh, but we're not coming so, back no, no, no. I guess Thursday. they no, I guess they do have till next uh, Wednesday then. Okay. So you got like seven days. I wouldn't fuck around if I were you. Me okay. Either. I'd play it for the seven and not the eight. Um <laughs> please do. So you got seven days, um, where you if you go to shadowdollproductions.com dot com and you buy either one of these movies, Trim Reaper, which we have both seen. Yes, it is hilarious. Or Gorilla, which we've also both seen. Very good, too. Um, off of the Shadow Doll Productions website, they'll include a free copy of Dirt Cheap Therapy on DVD. Woo-hoo! Now, what's so special about that? One, we that movie's it. not out yet. That's okay, actually that true. number one. That's true. I say, we own it. What you talking about? What's special about it? We own it. So nobody has seen the movie yet, not yeah. even the actors. Uh, we haven't even give, had the fucking premiere yet. That's in the copy. That's not me. We haven't even had the premiere yet. <laughs> Which we plan on. He plans on doing it soon. You would literally be the first person in the world to see Dirt Cheap Therapy. Yes. So hit one of the links below. Buy a movie. Get a sneak peek at our new comedy feature film, Dirt Cheap Therapy. And yeah, we are in this movie. We're movie stars. Yes, yes. Yeah. Lupe Fiasco was right. If you are what you think you are, a superstar. Yes. That's us. And on top of that, our world premiere on DVD. You yeah. You'll be Not the first one. Play. You'll be the first one to have us on DVD in your house. Yes, Think you about will. that. Have our voices. No one else has done that yet. So go buy either one of those movies, Gorilla or Trim Reaper. Yes. And um, now, yes. now, now I know what you're thinking. Trim Reaper. It's not pornography. That's okay? what I thought. Because the first time I saw yes. it, even with the cover, I was like, like mm, mm, I sponsored. come with some clippers. I don't understand <laughs> this. It's like, I'm what is he trimming? Yeah, our sponsor does not care. <laughs> but uh yeah, you can you can find that shadowdollproductions.com dot com slash Reaper or slash Gorilla and it's Gorilla G U E R R I L L A. Yes. So and Dexter is that the one Dexter was in, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Dexter was Dexter's, in there. Uh, movie Stole the show, in yes, my opinion. Yes, he did. Stole the show. <laughs> His movie debut, yes. Yes, that was some of the best acting I've ever seen. In my life. I believed him, Cam. Yes. I believed his character. He played the hell out of that role. You have to watch it to really understand, <laughs> but I yes, totally you do. believed in him. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get into the show. Let's do this, son. There's plenty to cover today, and some of it might take a while. Uh, some of it we probably breeze through. But the first thing I want to cover, uh, a lot of people will probably were curious what happened. They saw me on Twitter. Things got a little crazy. I had to bring the blackface avatar back. <laughs> and you know it's never going good. Not the, not the Mickey hands. It's never good when I bring the blackface out, dog. <laughs> shit is going wrong. I try it's to keep that under wraps. To go down. Yeah, that shit is like uh, <laughs> that shit is like the Hulk of of my of my ignorance. My ignorant Hulk inside to just come out <laughs> like, oh, fuck you. I'm going to offend everybody then. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I try to keep it under wraps, man. But sometimes people be fucking with me, man. And I just want to cook. I just want to do my shit. I don't force the show on nobody. I don't beg nothing from anybody. I just do my shit. That's all I want to do, Karen. Mm-hmm. So um, for people that, you know, follow the show, you know, we've been talking about this uh conglomerate i guess of black podcast that elon james is amassing in his uh climb to create his own urban podcasting empire, empire. yes he wants to be the the lord of the rings <laughs> so uh you know we're we're joining uh twib fm and yes, we uh, are. we're you know sending some of our shows over there and you know it'll be one place where people can go and listen to a you know a, a collection of black podcasts i know so far, uh, Chris from the Insanity Check is on mm-hmm. there, and then it's Blacking It Up, and it's We Nerd Hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, um, I believe the name of it is something like, um, uh, something of democracy. Um, something like that. I don't remember the name of that one. Yeah, uh, but but uh, Arsenal of Democracy. That's it. Arsenal of Democracy, um, which is hosted by the homie Bill. Uh, Bill in Delaware, uh, which a lot of people know, if in the Twib family, uh, in the uh, Blacking mm-hmm. It Up family, you know, he's uh, kind of a staple of their show and a big supporter of Blacking It Up, and that's cool. You know, that's good for him. Um, so, uh, and then there's us, right? Now, <laughs> yes, and then there's us, right? Now, Insane Check kind of recovers politics, so does Blacking It Up. Uh-huh. Uh, we Nerd Hard is a very, you know, just a great, diverse podcast about nerdery and random stuff like that. Yes, um, you know, Elon's prominently involved with that, and um, you know, then Arsenal for Democracy is a really uh, tame show that's about educating people about different political going on, you know, and that's and that is good for them. So, we have a show. Yes, we do. It's a little, uh, I guess the best way to describe our show would be ratchet. Very. It's a little ratchet. Very. Um, yeah. <laughs> a little ratchet, very. Yes. yes. That's, that's probably the best <laughs> way to describe the show. Um, and, you know, we talk about different subjects. And, I mean, I'm, shit that comes up is pretty... Uh, it can get pretty crazy at times or whatnot. Uh, but, you know, we have our own personal line of comedy and we address everything. Like, yes. um, we don't like he keep the secrets from the audience and shit. And I don't like causing a fuss. So, Mm-mm. but I, I'm going to do me and I've recognized that that is going to cause some people to not feel comfortable. And I, and I accept that. And I'm not going to argue whether I'm right or wrong about something. 
quite you know there's times where i know i'm wrong and i'm like this is funny because it's wrong yes yes like because it's so wrong and i shouldn't be looking but i'm gonna look anyway right exactly (laughs) yeah you know it's like uh it's like uh when you see the the skit about um dave Chappelle as the black kkk clansman or something like that you're like that you know half of this is only funny because it's fucking crazy yes like it's it's an insane premise to work from and that's what makes it funny now is it offensive yeah, it's yeah, offensive to yes, some people. Yes, yes, it is. Um, and, I, and like I said, I've always, uh, one of the models of the show is we accept our offensiveness. Yes, yes, yes. And and we laugh at stuff that's probably not funny. Uh, Del Frano sent a tweet that said, like, a, a man in, like, an electric, uh, electric scooter, it broke down. And I laughed at that shit. Yeah. Why? Because so, it was funny. Yeah, and that's all. So um, we had uh, our last episode, episode 246, the Nagasaki Bomb. Mm-hmm. Which was about a drink that we created. Well, I created, I guess, but we tried it together. Yes, yes. And um, so good. it was good. Yes. It's so, you know, it's so good. I, I want to have another one. Me too, son. I think, I think it's time to have another one. <laughs> if you say so. You got you your, ready to do this? You got your bomb? Yes, I am. Ready to do this? Yes, bonsai. <laughs> It's goddamn delicious. So evil, it's gotta be good. Mm. So, the Nagasaki bomb, for those wondering that maybe you didn't catch the show or whatever, it's uh, just eggnog, and we take a, a shot glass of sake, you drop it in there, and that's what makes the drink a bomb, and then you uh-huh. chug it down. Yes, you do. You know, there's all kinds chug, of. Chug, chug. There's all kinds of bombs. There's all kinds of drinks. This is the first time I've ever heard of this drink, and I I believe I'm the one who created it. So I'm kind of proud of it, but we had to base the episode around the fact that as proud as I am of it internally, it's so politically incorrect. Of course. That you can't fucking tell anybody like you like you can't order this it will never go mainstream (laughs) i'm never gonna get a fucking party full of people doing nagasaki bombs it's too fucking wrong and we directly address that in the show right now the picture that i used to promote the show the the name of the show was nagasaki bomb and it was spelled nog like eggnog n-o-g a sake like sake s-a-k-e bomb not nagasaki like the actual spelling of the uh city in japan which was actually bombed by an atomic bomb uh in world war ii when the u.s was like oh word you came from pearl harbor fuck you son so that's not how that's not the way i spelled it but the picture i put was an actual nuclear bomb, which mm-hmm. I thought was clever. I was like, yeah, this is clever. People will see this and think it's one thing. They'll listen to the show and get some context, and they'll realize, like, oh, shit, no, it's not even like that, um, which which works for me. I'm fine, and you me know too. me. This is the same show where we've used pictures of women, like, smushing their titties up and being like, mm-hmm, <laughs> come join the chat. Mm-hmm. Now, is there titties in the chat? Kind of, but not the time. No, but not really. No. But, um, you know, it's just an, uh, something that, that sparks some interest and say, yeah, if this, this, this kind of thing is for you, then come on and talk yes. to us. If not, keep it moving. Yeah. Like, I, we talk about it. That's what we do. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, we had Lena on the show. We had Yoli the Jew. And, yes, we did. Um, they were great guests, by the way. They I actually were. went back and re-listened to the episode because, um, 
one, I wanted to do some research for today's episode, but also because um, I, I think it was, sounded good and we did a good job, you know? So, of course, shout out to us there. Um, yes. <laughs> I, only wanted, I only wanted to listen to the part about the Nagasaki bomb. I ended up listening to like two hours of that shit. I was like, damn, we good. <laughs> that shit I, went by. I listen to that shit and laugh at the jokes that I know are coming. <laughs> right. So um, I put the picture up and I put it everywhere. Facebook, uh, uh, you know, um, the Twitter, there's, Google, uh, Plus. Google Plus, there's, you know, all these different social medias and stuff. Mm-hmm. Nobody really had anything to say um, in reference to it being offensive, except my man, Bill. And, you know, it took me a while to be like, oh, shit, that's Bill from Delaware. OK, I get it. Um, so so Bill commented a comment on the show. Or what's the context of that episode title? Seems kind of offensive, don't you think? Were you quoting somebody? So I'm like, OK, so this is right here. I should have known like this is going to be a thing. But, you know, yeah. part of me is like, I kind of, I know that this guy listens to Blacking It Up, which, you know, depending on how uptight you are, can also be considered offensive by certain people. Yes, it can. Stuff like that. So I'm like, uh, give him the benefit of the doubt, because, I mean, if you fuck with them, this shit ain't that crazy to me. You know what I mean? Like. It's not, you know, like like I said, it, and then and then to say, like, what kind of context is it? it's a fucking podcast episode hit play you yeah. know what i'm mean? like what context the context is the fucking show like that's like going outside of somebody's concert and being like yo what context are you wearing those skinny jeans go inside and see what the <laughs> fuck they they doing like why wouldn't you like it, i'm wearing them in a contest and i want to yeah you're already <laughs> you're already on the internet it's taking more work to click on to not click on this and talk about it than then to it click is, on it and it no that's right like no know what you're talking about and then you'll you know you can tell me so um this now you know this is a late on a sunday night i just posted the episode it's probably like 9 30 10 o'clock you know i'm uh you know after we do a show all that late at night we're normally debating like what are we gonna eat, eat and shit like that's that right so um i just happened to be making chicken wings and shit at the time so i was up anyway you know it wasn't like i was gonna be um and I was baking the chicken wings. I made them myself, y'all. We cooked medium. They were good. So, <laughs> so you know, we're just chilling or whatever. And, you know, I, I, you know, I respond back to him like, uh, it's definitely offensive, but the context is in the, you know, it's in the actual show. And, you know, I was thinking like, uh, maybe that, and this is, this is what gets me in trouble, man. I, sometimes I think I'm being a dick and when, or I could be perceived as be, as being a dick when I'm not. So I'm, so I went back and I was like, man, I feel like that might've came off as really dismissive and like a dick. And that's not what my purpose isn't to be a dick. You know what I mean? My purpose is to actually explain it. So before mm -hmm. he even replied to anything, I went back and was like, oh, okay, well, I don't want, you know, let me just clear this shit up. What I mean by is out of context is that it could be seen as offensive. Uh, same as the title of the show, The Black Guy Who Tips, listening to the show, which is kind of required in order to understand the context, uh, would definitely help clear things up. It's like the title of uh, one of Blacking It Up's uh, episodes being Fried White Baby. Is it offensive? Maybe out of context, but in context, would you still be offended? I don't know. Only you can say. So, yes, it's definitely offensive. 
Because, I mean, honestly, anyone can be offended, right? Yes, they can. Like, it's, everything's kind of offensive if depending on who you're dealing with, That's you know? Right. There's really Christian people that think me saying fuck just now is, is offensive. There's uh, people that are Tim Tebow fans that think... Um, Every time I'm, you know, make a joke about the religion of Tebowism, that that's offensive. Like, we're offensive. I'm offensive by nature. I accept that, and uh, it's not for everybody. And I don't mind people no, telling it's me not. they don't fuck with me. That's fine. I'm cool with that too. So I, I basically told him, like, look, only you can say if it's offensive to you. So yeah, it's definitely offensive. But it depends on the viewer and the context, in my opinion. If you ever listen, let us know what you think, because I believe the general offensiveness of it was acknowledged and a huge part of the discussion about that subject at hand. And I went back and listened today, and that was exactly how it went down. Like, it was, yo, this is politically incorrect. This is terrible. This will yeah. never catch on. This I is... went back and re-listened, too, yes. Yeah, like, it, you know, so right there, I'm starting off thinking that maybe I'm even over-explaining myself, but hey here's the yeah, context of this you, thing you're better than me because i would have just never responded quote one everyone told me that I everyone harm, told me that just from the way he came at it i, I mean i would have just let that quote that he could have just had the whole google plus page to itself i just wouldn't have responded back yeah it's like it, to some extent like that level of political correctness and censorship is his own fucking like uh form of intolerance yeah and, and, and people like that you just can't deal with is somebody already coming with they kind of they nose up going mm, what you got on clothes nigga clothes <laughs> like, that's how you want to explain do i need to tell you my drawers is green clothes <laughs> so you know that defeats the purpose of me having clothes on if i got to tell you what color my drawers is so he comes back he's like but then you put a nuclear blast image i mean yes maybe i have listened to the maybe i have to listen to the context but unless you were quoting somebody else saying it and criticizing them for it i'm not sure context only goes so far so now not only can i not make this joke and can it not possibly have been funny in any context not even the misleading context that you know we we originally that i intended for with this picture um but the only way i can talk about this is if i'm quoting someone else saying it and criticizing them for it so immediately i have to have the same opinion and stance as him in order to even have this shit on the show yeah and on top of that i think that this is just his opinion yeah and the thing about your opinion it is your opinion now keep in mind still hasn't listened to the show right Mm -hmm. <laughs> he just wanted could have hit play and that's fine 20 minutes in he would have been done with this part because if we talked about it the first thing off the bat yes we did but he decided to keep responding right so um i said i don't know i can't please everyone you you may be too sensitive to listen to this episode then i'm fine with that not really our goal to be a pc show or not push the envelope the model of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny and we all draw the line different places and if someone can't get past the picture or the name of the episode then it's probably better that they don't listen at all and i stand behind and i mean that shit yes i do too we yes. talked about this before when we had the person complaining about you're objectifying women when you put those yes. sexy pictures up and and, and I I had to be like okay well look if that's how you think uh, out that gate you ain't even listen to the show keep it keep it moving, keep moving. <laughs> like, I, yeah, and, 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 I, and i guess the the thing that frustrates me is that people really think that their opinion is so valid to other people we do our podcast we do it our way we do it the way we want to do it we never asked you for your opinion we never asked you for your input and it's okay to have your opinion and it's okay to have your input, but it doesn't mean that I have to, it has to be valid to me. Right. I don't care. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, like, and I've, I've discussed this ad nauseum too. I don't care about other people's opinion. I don't even care about people in general. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so to, to me, it's like, if I'm not fucking you, I'm definitely not really stressing too much about, oh man, did I piss that guy off? But, but you know, I'm, I try to be reasonable. I try to give people a, uh, one of the things we pride ourselves on here is an ability for people to be interactive with us. This isn't like, um, a lot of shows where a lot of people are like, yeah, uh, this, you know, um, I'm a, I'm a podcaster. If you disagree with me, if you call me out, I'm not going to respond to you. If you, uh, even if you're nice to me and you co-sign something, I'm not fucking with you. I'm, I got to keep myself a certain distance from my own audience. And I'm like, man, that's kind of bullshit. I think, uh, unless your audience is just huge, you should be able to take some time out. It's the least you can do to interact with people and talk to people because yes. you should be happy somebody even wants to fuck with your ass. Yes, and nobody is that you. fucking special. No, you know? they're not. So, um, which is you know why I'm talking to this guy on on, on Google Plus. You know, I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm glad you, know? you seen it and not me. This conversation would have went nowhere with me. Right, just delete his comments and not what? say anything. Right. Nope. So, um, so so he says uh, context only goes so far, and I said, I don't know. Can't please everyone, you know. You might be a little too sensitive, right? You're kind of being PC right here. And he said, "Is it really being politically correct to not make jokes about an event that killed millions instantly and thousands more later?" Something I said in the show, by the way. I feel like you probably wouldn't be too thrilled with the show that made jokes making light of slavery. Okay. Okay, now, see, I'm not going to try to lock him up politically correctly and be like, now, why wouldn't I be too thrilled with that? Why do you feel that? Why are you prejudging me? What stereotypes do you have in your mind where I'm going to be extra sensitive about slavery, but somehow I'm able to just, you know, roll with the punches on everything that's not involving me or my race? That's actually not true at all, you know? Uh, it reminds me of Vic, uh, who was a guest on the show a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of my friends in real life. But Vic's thing is like, I like Family Guy except when they make jokes about black people and Christianity. Cause he's black and Christian. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm the opposite of that. I'm like, yo, if I watch something and it picks on everything, pick on everything. That's right. Don't save me and my fucking demographic because you don't want to piss me off. No, you go all the way in, challenge me to be a more, uh, uh to, to, to broaden my horizon. I might be like, oh, that shit is true. Yeah, I mean, even if it's not true, you That's made a joke right. about Jewish people that wasn't true, and then you get the black people, and you go, ooh, no, don't, don't say that. So, I, you know, basically, I could have said that to him, like, why, 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 why shouldn't slavery um, be funny to me, Bill? Like, why, why can't, why do you assume I can't laugh about that if I'm gonna laugh about anything else? Keep in mind, we didn't mention laughing about any of the fucking plight of Japanese people dealing with nuclear attacks. We didn't even laugh at that. That was not even part of the joke. No. Context. Hit play. You're take, you're wasting your own time. So I basically said, look, we make jokes of slavery, Bill. Yes, we do. Us. Me and you, Karen, That's we right. make jokes about Us the shit. Us black folks. Right. Ooh. Ooh. We, we be back there making jokes about slavery, man. Yeah. Ooh. We got to break these chains free. Yeah, without even going <laughs> to the north side. I just talks about it. Then I goes and tills the lower floor there. Yes. Like, if I make the fucking joke. Like and, a good slave. And I recognize some people might even get offended with that. I just don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I told them, I've listened to Keith and the girl make fun of the N-word and racism and laughed. Um, and you're really lacking context if you think that's all there was to the show and that we just started going in on how funny it was to bomb Japan in World War II. You just seem to want to be offended. And if that's the case, then fine. Be offended. You've already determined to be offended anyway. 
um put it this way you like and i know because he follows me on twitter and we've talked he sees me quoting donald glover lyrics and he'll come in and be like oh yeah childish you know he's the man he's on you know i love his music and all this shit right so i said put it this way you like childish gambino but when he says something like i got a girl on my arm dude show respect something crazy in asian virginia tech referencing the virginia tech massacre do you turn the song off do you stop listening to the album do you get offended i don't i can see how someone might get offended but i'm personally not offended it's it's sort of the same thing to me um and and then i'll throw this in extra because i didn't think of this till afterwards but i ain't never seen him tweeting donald glover talking about take that shit out the song ever you know what i mean so it's like this different standard for me because i'm not too famous for him to fuck with you know what i mean yeah like you can you need to change your shit okay well why don't you go boycott donald glover at his concert well that's different he made it rhyme you know, like, like, <laughs> well, you know, I can make it rhyme too, boss. Boogity, boogity. <laughs> right. So, um, that line among many others, this is what he said. That line among many others certainly does bother me. Now, see that sentence right there. I'm just thinking, like, well, then you're just kind of an uptight ass dude, then, bro. Yeah, like, and then nothing we can do about. <laughs> how you gonna this? be listening to music like, oh, uh, uh, ooh, ooh, no, I, okay, oh, I'm back. Yes. <laughs> um. So he said, not enough to stop listening, but I've certainly raised some criticism about some of his lyrics. But it's not really about just you and how you react, is it? It's about considering how other people will react. What kind? That's kind of my original point. And I said, not to me. This podcast is about expressing ourselves without constantly considering what others will think of us, even in the yep. context of considering how we, how people will react. Maybe the reaction we want is one of shock. So, you know, it, wh- however he looks at it, if you say, well, you should consider how people re- react. Maybe I do want them to react with, uh, oh, my God, what is he talking about? And then check out the joke and be like, oh, OK, so they, they actually weren't making that joke, you know, Um I said, it's hard to discuss something with someone who clearly hasn't listened to the episode of the show. It's like being offended at Dave Chappelle for saying nigger without bothering to listen to the joke. And like I said, it's not about if you raise criticism of Childish Gambino's lyrics, in my opinion. It's the fact that you were offended that is a sign that we operate on completely different levels of self-censorship. Mm-hmm. It was com- uh, I was comfortable with everything said on the show. We have a feedback show specifically designed for interaction with our audience, and we'll see how it goes over. If there is offense taken to that episode, uh, I'm sure we'll be made aware of it and you know I'm, I'm actually uh was was thankful for our audience and the support that they showed um on twitter and other places where you're like okay cool yeah and a lot of people actually went back and listened to the show it's like i don't i don't understand why he's in yeah so so he says uh you put it right in the title of the episode and then matched it to an image of a nuclear bomb going off now the title of the episode is spelled Nog and Saki like the drinks, but, you know, whatever. That's fine, Bill. Um, he said, that's a huge difference between that and a song lyric or part of a Dave Chappelle joke. In fact, you basically stripped any context whatsoever, which is what prompted me to ask what the context was. I didn't just go off and start trashing your show somewhere. I asked you first. I'm just sort of startled to read your comments. You're saying here in defense of it and the show because it's, I'm basically hearing the exact same things I hear from other white people, especially in white people only conversations about how women people of color gays etc all need to be less sensitive these days and that we should be free to say whatever we want to say without stopping to consider whether or not it's offensive now right there he's fucking wrong i started this conversation by saying you can be offended i didn't say you're sensitive i didn't say that you 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 don't have the right to be offended i didn't say i was right i said it is offensive 
I I can see how it could be offensive to you. It is not offensive to me. You know what I mean? It's not offensive to the people that listen to our show. And if it is offensive, it's a chance I'm willing to take and our feedback and our audience will find out. Our yeah. audience isn't a bunch of bitches and fucking simpletons. There are people that have opinions and ideas too that yes. often let us know when they disagree. Yes. Like what is mudslinger if not that? You know what I mean? <laughs> He's the epitome of that. I've read fucking every email that motherfucker has sent me talking about Obama ain't black enough. But <laughs> but but if it was simply about, you know, this a, a group of people just being sheep for us, then I mean, what the fuck, man? Anyway, so um he said people don't go around looking to be offended. I I call bullshit on that. Yes, um, a lot of people do. Peter does. And NAACP does. I mean, these groups go around looking to be offended. Yes. So that's bullshit. Um, or at least not most people, but you can still be hurtful. There's a difference between self-censorship and being aware of the effect you're having on other people with your words and jokes. And there is a huge difference between humor that is edgy because it challenges sensibilities and more and more and humor. Uh, I don't know what he meant by Ann Morris, but um, and humor that is edgy because it relies on jokes about people's identities and historical context. Um, one is actually edgy. The other is just a convenient excuse to say hurtful things and get away with it because it's comedy. Now, we didn't say anything hurtful. Mm-mm. We didn't say anything uh, over that on that line. We're not like laughing at Japanese people and yes. shit like that. And Mark this. He still has not listened to the show. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is going on like an hour right here. Still ain't hit play on the fucking show, right? So I say, yeah, it's completely going over your head. The context is the show, and you're looking at the cover of a book thinking you know what's inside. Richard Pryor co- titled his comedy album Super Nigger. Some people are going to say nothing about that word can ever be funny. I'm offended. That's fine with me. Other people are going to actually listen to the comedy stand-up and see how they feel about it. That's also fine with me. I'm okay with being edgy and challenging people to actually think beyond a quick stimuli reaction. If they don't make the cut, they don't make it. And some people are too sensitive. Bill, if there are if there are a lot of people offended, we'll deal with that. But what will you say if we make it to Saturday and you're the only one with a problem? Would you be prepared to say you're the one who was too sensitive because I'm more than willing to hear out people about this issue and, and it's impossible are. to strip out context for a two hour long audio show? The show is the the show is the context. So he says, um, if your Saturday feedback show is an echo chamber of like minded of a like minded limited audience. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't say I'm too sensitive. So, and then he says, I'm not really looking for a fight here. But you call the audience like-minded, echo chamber, limited. Word. <laughs> like, so let me just insult your audience. Second of all, what, what form of entertainment doesn't have a quote-unquote limited audience? Whose audience is everybody? No, it's Every, a lot of shit I don't like. <laughs> yeah, everybody's audience is limited. limited. There's certain people who listen to certain people that don't. I'm, Even if you this know, is a large limited, it is limited. Yeah, I find that his limited, he, he's limiting shit, not me. I'm saying if it's funny, it's in. That's it. Yes. You know what I mean? Whether yes. I come up with it or not. So um, I said, what hurtful things did we say, Bill? Are you seriously going to not listen to the show and then say we were making inflammatory comments about the nuclear bombing of Japan? And we do make jokes about people's historical, ethnic, and regional backgrounds like all the time, including our own. Yes, we do. And he said, I never said you made inflammatory comments about the nuclear bombing of Japan during the show, but you did choose the title of the episode. So keep in mind, still hasn't listened to the episode, only saw the title, only saw a picture. Um, uh, you did choose the title of the episode, Nagasaki Bomb with a picture of a nuclear blast. I sort of raised my virtual eyebrows at that and asked, what, what context justified that? And that's all I said in the original comment. So I'm like, okay, 
that like and that and that's that loaded passive aggressive thing where you ask a question but no you're really making an accusation are you sure it's not offensive yeah that's all i was bringing up i wasn't actually looking for a fight i just wanted to call your audience an echo chamber of like-minded and, lim- and being limited that's all i mean what's the fight there you know it's like okay but you know and i and i did and i went and listened to arsenal for democracy his show I got the limited audience. I ain't seen no Republicans in your fucking audience, but I'm not dissing your show. You know what I mean? I didn't go, you need to change up the format, and I don't, I'm offended. I actually believe in the right to life or some shit like that. I'm just like, dog, that's you. If I don't like it, I just walk the fuck away. I don't ever hit people up like, your shit is wax, man. I don't either. I'm no. offended. If I'm offended, you'll know I'm offended because I won't listen. That's right. Like, <laughs> like anyway. I'm that sad and offended. I just say, okay, and I won't move on. Yeah. So I said, it seems like you're looking for a fight to me. I'm just not going to give it to you. You can paint me with whatever stereotypes and mindsets you believe you have to in order to prove your point. You're already pretty much conceded that if you're the only one with an issue here, then it's still everyone else who was wrong. So how can we have a reasonable discourse? Um, you don't. You didn't listen to the show. Possibly have never listened, which is fine with me. Um, you've judged the entire show sans context and seem to be completely fine with that. You're going back and forth with me when you could have hit play by now. Keep in mind, this is two hours later. Um, you could have hit play by now. Discuss the merits of the jokes that were made in reference to the title of the podcast. You decided to do nothing to discover th- what was discussed and if it was actually offensive or not. At this point, the onus is upon you. At the very least, you need to listen so you can actually have fuel for the uh, for the offense you've taken. You owe that much to yourself. And I was fine with what was said on the show. So if that is offensive to you, then I guess I'm offensive. Hi, I'm Rod. I curse. I say nigga a lot. I post pictures of naked women on Tumblr, Mm -hmm. make jokes and stereotypes. Mm -hmm. I created a religion based around the quarterback Tim Tebow. I make jokes about white people eating cheese. I contend that black people would own slaves now if slavery came back. All under the guise of comedy. And the hell, (laughs) and hell fucking yes, I can be offensive at times. I own that. You have every right to be offended, even without even bothering to see what you should be mad about. That's your right. Um, so and and so so you know he he tried to say like basically be like, well, what you said when you defended this title is the same as when white people have conversations, whatever. And I'm like, no, that's no. You just completely missed the point. Uh, those white people basically say. You can't be offended. That's completely different than what I'm saying, which is I see how you can be offended, and that's your right. You don't have to fuck with me. Um, so I said, fine, enjoy the show, or don't, or whatever at this point. So he went and listened, right? Because I'm like, you know, it's a day later. He's like, I'm listening right now. So I said, okay, what ha- well, you know, it's a day later. What's the deal? And he says, the full context made it worse, not better. Now, that is goddamn bullshit. That is bullshit, man. Like, the the actual context of it, because I went and listened to it, is actually over-explaining, if anything else. Like, it was the perfect amount of, this is fucked up, but this drink is delicious. That was the joke. So good. Can't talk about it. Can't tell anybody about it. Keep it between us and the podcast. Funny-ass joke. Can't fucking drink it so <laughs> you, you can't tell nobody so um he said you were acknowledging how horribly offensive it was even as you were saying it and then you say you didn't care as long as the people affected weren't listening i never said that i listened to the show today i never was like long i you know i don't care if about the people being affected like come on dog and if, even if i did say that it's a fucking comedy show i had to be fucking joking 
Like, God damn, who the fuck is that uptight? How do you fuck with blacking it up, man? Like, how do you even listen to other shit if 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 that's the the if that's the extent of what you where you take it, man? Damn, I think I fucked the camera up for a second. Hold on, but um, yeah, like I don't know, man. It was just a frustrating thing right there. Sorry, hold on, I gotta go back in here and set this up. Fuck, do this one more time. Oh, live podcasting, folks. There we go. Got it back. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Sorry about that, guys. So mad I hit the damn screen. <laughs> yeah, the screen went black. I was like, doo doo. I was like, bullshit. We went, we went dark. So, I mean, and, and he like, yeah. So basically, yeah, he trolled me as a person that actually, you know, is nice, but yeah, he still trolled me and shit, you know, I was fucked up, so, um, anyway, man, so, he, you know, he comes in, and I basically was like, um, that's fine, you know, if that, that you're gonna be offended, it doesn't matter, and apparently, the office already had a drink called a Nagasaki cocktail on NBC, nationally televised primetime show, apparently, it was okay there, it was funny enough that everyone in the world could watch that shit and nobody rioted, nobody burned shit down. <laughs> so, so. They just didn't say bomb, baby. They didn't say bomb. Yeah, so Elon comes in and says, oh dear. And, you know. <laughs> that sounds like him. Oh dear. Yeah, okay. And then once Elon comes in, you know, a couple really, really politically correct people gotta come through and plus that shit and whatnot. Um, cause he didn't really say whether he was on anyone's side. It's just more like, oh man, motherfuckers on Twitter FM beefing. Like, no, nah, <laughs> I don't blame him. Uh, and so, uh, Bill comes back and says, uh, well, it's, it's, it, it would have been substantially less offensive if, if it were just Nog plus Saki, not Nog a Saki. Like, really? That's where we're taking it? Oh, I wouldn't have been offended at all if it was a plus sign. One, I don't believe you. Nope. Number one. Number, nope. two, number two, you still would know what I'm saying. It's like when people say the N-word and you think nigger, and then you go, it's not offensive because he said the N-word. No, you just thought nigger. In your brain, you thought nigger. You cannot fucking be like, I'm. well, now I'm not offended. He just said the N-word. It's all bullshit, dog. It's all bullshit. Um... So he says, I think that Nagasaki was on the office. Um, it was clear that the character was being ignorant and offensive. It was clear that we were being ignorant and offensive. <laughs> we, we fucking acknowledge it. This is ignorant and offensive. You can't do this. Um, he says, you acknowledge that during the show, but, but you knew better that you knew better, but didn't really care. Well, he didn't really fucking care on the episode. If you actually go back and watch it, he, he, uh, God, anyway. Um, so, <laughs> Chris came in from Insanity Check and said, this is the most overly sensitive, butthurt PC complaint I've seen yet. Congrats, Rod. You're moving up in the world. <laughs> that <laughs> Corey, sounds like Chris. Corey came in and said uh, some really something really poignant I hadn't thought about. Nobody, She said, so nobody should drink Irish car bombs. You know, like, <laughs> that's a drink that if people drink it all the goddamn oh, time. What's in it? Um, who cares what the fuck's in it? Um, and I and I wish a nigga would put those words next to a picture of a blown up car. I'd be so fucking offended. And I was like, that's a great point. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the, the gist of the whole thing. Um, and so of course, you know, some people uh, decided that you know they needed to uh, make some comments. About me too, man. You know what I mean? 
Um, you like the world on fire. I, I guess I'm not offensive enough. Some people want to light the world on fire just to see it burn, Karen. <laughs> Apparently, I'm one of those people. Um, so I, yeah, I went in, I went on my status and I just kept saying <laughs> things that offended me. Oh, I told my, they lit that one up. So I said, when Sam Kennison said, go where the food is, had he really considered how insensitive that is? I mean, just the logistics of that alone. I'm offended. <laughs> what was Childish Gambino thinking when he said, I made the beat retarded, so I'm calling it a slow jam. Just because it rhymes, he gets a pass as a brilliant lyricist? I'm offended. <laughs> Spike Lee made a film with people in blackface and Michael Rappaport was in it. I'm offended. Daniel Ty said all of Babe Ruth's records shouldn't count because he never played against black players. <laughs> I don't see color. I'm offended. Um, so I did a few more of those. Uh, some people came and talked about why they don't like Daniel Tosh, and I talked about why I do like him. I love Daniel Tosh. I like that he pushes the envelope, and that's where we draw the lines differently, and I'm fine yes. with that. It's, like He has that comment. You go, ha-ha. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The best part of our Google Plus is the passive-aggressive plus one shit. <laughs> that's the best. Yes, people I like. Cosign. Cosign. It's like, oh, I got two cosigns. You only got one. Mm, I won. Mm, like, I like that status. I'm like, guess what? Show still going be offensive but uh yeah yes, man is. and of course i put the black the blackface avatar up and i named the picture not blacking it up because we are not blacking it up <laughs> we are the black guy with motherfucking tips man we do the shit the way we want to we don't hold shit back we do the jokes on the lines that we feel comfortable doing there's all kinds of podcasts radio shows and bullshit you can fuck with yes it is i suggest you do because we do. will continue to fucking cook yes we're not gonna stop cooking for y'all i don't know why this audience wants to shut us up why they want to censor us why they want to turn us into something else fuck them cook that's what i'm saying and you know what's the best part of this i like that they got mad like i like like that's the evil part that they don't understand that i hold back is i try to keep i'm like yo y'all kind of uptight y'all should just either chill or leave me alone and they fuck with me and then i'm like hmm Wait, you seem upset. This is not a good thing for you because I can I don't mind being upset. I, I can live in this zone and laugh and, and all this shit, you know? Like all this shit is funny to me. But you actually are mad. Like you Very. listen to my shit and got hot. And like angry. Like and in one case I, didn't even listen. I bet y'all email box gonna be lit up. Man, them niggas ain't about to do shit. But I'm saying they they mad, yo. That's just funny to me that they mad. Like then why they, they why would you just to be angry then? You you ain't even gonna email the show. You know, it's not like I've named the show like some fucking horribly offensive racist name. I just picked on a nuclear catastrophe that killed millions of people. Why is that so crazy? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but yeah, so welcome to the show, uh, you know, uptight audience and uh you know, hopefully y'all loosen up or y'all get used to it. I we know. love you all. I'm, I, all week I've been thinking of like, what offensive shit am I naming this episode? I ain't come up with anything good yet, but it's got to be some kind of like Katrina or Haiti joke that would just be completely <laughs> pissed the shit out of everybody, man. Like we would really fucking do. Like I would start a show off like, hey, you know what's funny? <laughs> Killing millions of people with a bomb. Yeah, let's discuss it. Up top. Yeah. Man, I don't care, man. You're not fucking better than me. Like, that's the other thing, too. Because I said the same shit when we killed Bin Laden. And motherfuckers was all like, people that was happy. A man lost 
his life. And that's always tragic. And I'm like, no. I wanted that nigga to fry. Peace. <laughs> Sorry. We're not monolith, motherfuckers. Some black people get down like this. And I'm not just going to fucking step to your drum. I'm not, I'm not a fucking political dude either. Apparently, y'all have misunderstood the relationships that are taking place out here. I am, I have no political affiliation. I don't give a fuck about the left wing, the right wing. I do me. I think about what I think is right and reasonable. Those are the things I support. You talk to me long enough, I will piss you off about something. And I'm not even ah, trying to. Ah. But if you're that uptight, you're going to get pissed, dog. That's just how it is. And yes, you're looking to get offended. And I'm glad I was the motherfucker to do it. Thank God. <laughs> anyway. I need to thank Bill, though. Because... You know, he did all this shit at one in the morning on a Sunday. I had to go to work the next day, Karen. Yes, you know, I went to sleep on y'all. And the podcast is our baby. Yes, okay? it is. Me and Karen, we talk about this podcast. like All the time. Like, we talked about this as I was responding to it. Like, can you believe this motherfucker? God damn, he's still I at know, it. You know, right? Yes. He still ain't listening. You know what I mean? So, you know, we're talking about it and stuff. And, you know, we go upstairs and go to bed. And I'm like, Yo, I'm just... I'm too through, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, turn my phone, Google Plus off. Like, just don't even update me with this bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, and it's no weird. Google Plus, no. Yeah, and it's that passive, no updates. It's that passive aggressive shit that you do where you like, no updates. Let me check to see if I got an update. That motherfucker better not have said nothing. Okay, he didn't say nothing. You know what I mean? So it's like that at fucking one in the morning and shit, right? So, um, like, and I, and you know, once you get that, like. That anger, that internet, like, amusement, that trolling high that people know about. Like, you do get a little bit of, like, jittery. Like, I can't sleep, man. I, like, I, I want to fuck with this dude some more, man. Say something else, please. <laughs> Come back. I have more things to make you upset about. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I was now, he's like, it's like he came to me and turned me into the attacker. You know what I mean? He's like, I was like, oh, I gotta stab him back, you know? So he just never came back, right? So it's going on like two or three in the morning, and I'm just like, I can't go to sleep. So I had to have sex with my wife. <laughs> it was the only way, Bill, you must understand. Now I know it is a little different. It's a little different. When you have sex with a woman or a man or whatever you do, I'm not judging your sexuality or anything like that, but I'm trying to be as PC as possible because I don't want to offend you. But however you have sex, I know it's different. You know, you don't want to like not empower, (laughs) you don't want to not empower your partner. So you have to like set up a Google calendar a couple weeks in advance and send them an email or direct message and, you know, just double check your schedule and shit like that. Yeah. Give them an evite, you know, make sure that you got the consent documented and, Maybe talk about which way you're gonna do it and all that stuff. Um, me, Rick Downs, girl. Yeah, me. I was just like, I need sex now. <laughs> like, I just this the only way I'm going to sleep tonight. If not, I'll be looking at my phone at six in the morning. Like, where is Bill? You owe me an explanation, damn it. You know, damn it. I'm mad at you, Bill. My ass wanted to sleep. Did you listen or not? So yes, I had sex with Karen. It was good. <laughs> it was so good. It was angry sex. And it was guilt free because I wasn't angry at her. I was angry at this other dude, but I didn't have to actually think about the dude because I was having sex to not think about the dude. So it was the perfect kind of sex. It was like one level below rape. It was like right. It was like what I imagine. Like when Big Ben went into the bathroom, that's what he was expecting. Uh-oh. Not saying that like he was expecting consent and you know good sex, but he wasn't like actually being like 
he didn't get that. You know, he's a rapist, no. obviously. But um, <laughs> but you know, and I and, and when I got done, man, I remember I just turned to Karen and I looked her right at her beautiful face <laughs> at like three. Yes. What, what, what we start three thirty, so at like three thirty-two, I looked her in the face <laughs> and I said, "Fuck Bill." And and I meant that shit. And you know what? It was cathartic, man. I really like pussy. Really is magic, dog. <laughs> that shit it works. That shit works, dog. Like I mean, it's a magic I see why Drake makes all them soft ass Open songs. It. it too will set you free. Yeah, this is why he's soft. Maybe he's, maybe he is fucking all Angry his aggression out. There, out. Get some pussy. You you said a uh, Christmas Santa check. Calm down. His anger treats once. Yeah, once, once, once he, he got a girlfriend, the show got a lot less angry. Yes, it did. He's, he doesn't even care about politics anymore. I listen no. to Sandy check it. He might not talk about politics. Nope. She Pussy has, is like the she, wonder drug. She has calmed him down. That shit is beautiful. Ladies, I don't know if you know what you have down there. It's about getting pussy and your dick sucks to just make all the anger go away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, if your ladies know what you're working with down there. I'm not saying each one is a snowflake and that yours is any better than somebody else's, you know, in general. Obviously, Karen's is better than everybody else's because that's the one I'm with. But I don't know if you ladies know, but... That shit is that shit is better than a fucking magic. one of those stress balls. <laughs> I went right to sleep like a baby. Like I, all I needed was a pacifier and shit. <laughs> and I woke up in the morning, I was refreshed, <laughs> had good energy and shit. <laughs> Felt like I slept twelve hours. I only slept like three hours at night. Yes, because we had to get up at six. So thank you, Bill. I had to thank you for that shit, man. Because I might not have stayed up that late to have that sex, man. And no. And anytime, I slept all night. Yeah. <laughs> anytime you put the beat them down like Ohio State the Duke on that vagina. <laughs> you got to thank the motherfucker that gave you the inspiration. I would be less than a fucking man to not, res- to not thank that man. I went and listened to his show, Arsenal for Democracy, and everything after that. I was like, thank you, Bill. And you know what I told him when I went in the room? I said, I forgive you. That's right, Bill. You ain't got to apologize for shit, dog. I already forgave you. It's nothing. It's water under the bridge as far as I'm concerned. You still my man. Not even going to unfollow you. Now, I did take you out the circle for the podcast on Google Plus because you don't need to be around us. It's the same thing I told Eljoy. <laughs> You don't come yeah, from this. Yeah, yeah, she she don't need to follow us. <laughs> yeah, no. you you are a good person, and I'm only saying and, that because I think keep, so highly wanna, of you. We want to keep her clean. Yes, don't let me bring you down. Mm-mm. I don't want to be on your damn uh, Wikipedia when they start <laughs> looking you up, trying to bring you down. <laughs> and like, oh, Bill from Delaware, associated with Rodimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That ratchet Negro talked about bringing back slaves and bombing Japan. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go, Bill. You gotta go. Yeah, so I'm I'm doing him the favor, man. But I and I joined his group. So every time he has a show, I'm and I could be there. I'm gonna be there. Cool. Talking about some democracy. And I didn't troll him. I didn't call. Him. I didn't fuck with him. It's not even like that. People like I know people think I'm mad. I'm not even mad at that dude. I think he's a good person that is too good. Like he too good to fuck with me, man. Like yeah, and uh, there, are, <laughs> there are people that's like that. It's, it, it, you know, and there's people that I meet in real life. And I'm like, oh, oh, I can't tell you about the show <laughs> because you will instantly be offended and you will instantly say, what the hell is wrong with Karen? <laughs> he's like the, he's like the Wale of uh, Twib's uh, Maybach music group. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, 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 you still talking about that conscious shit. Well, shit, my bad, brother. My bad. I, I let you still. Me and Rick Ross about to go get on these bitches and do some coke and yes. uh, fly around and have seizures and shit. Drop but uh, girl. <laughs> good luck with that. Good luck finishing that book. Um. All right. So 
let's go ahead and talk about another subject because okay. we've talked this shit into the ground and honestly who cares <laughs> that was just a way to feel the show radio magic um yeah i like Herman Cain had like two major leaks in his campaign this week. <sighs> one involving a thirteen year affair, supposedly or something. And yeah. or, oh no, the other one wasn't a leak. It was a, it's a video that he did or interview he did about getting rid of unemployment. I'm I'm thinking, I think Herman Cain is trying to end his campaign himself. Yes, yes. You know I do too. He wants to go ahead and, and you know what? This is my thing. I think when Herman Cain entered, he was dumb enough. To say, I'm going to get just enough. You know what? I think he thinks he'd have been out by now. And I think that he's shocked that he's still in. And he's like, damn it. I didn't have enough. I didn't budget enough money. That's that's, that's like you go out to eat and you're like, damn it. I didn't know we was going to Morton's. I didn't budget for Morton's. We're yeah. going to have to get away out of this. And you know, that's when you leave the kids and make them wash the dishes with the bill. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's the only way I could think of. I, I, I think that he is just... Like you said, he's just trying to leave dinner early. Yes, he is. With not, and not pay for that receipt, you know? Nope. He is like, I've had a great time, white people. Thank you for defending me through all my fuck-ups. <laughs> yes. All my fuck-ups. Yes, and they still supporting him. Yeah, and I mean, they like they ask I'll him about like this. All his fuck-ups and all his fucking of women. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, so, so I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if we found out at the end of the day, man, this dude really was like, I need to sabotage my own shit because, you know, I'm not going to get a TV show the way this is going. Like they found out all, oh, they pulling all the white women skeletons out my closet. Yes, they are. It's getting worse and worse. I'm starting to, <laughs> you know, you my, better close that closet. They asked me about Libya and I damn near had a seizure, start rolling my eyes and blinking and repeating the word. And <sighs> Libya, Libya. Right. let me see. Does she have on a red leather skirt or the blue boots? <laughs> Libya. Yeah. So I think that, um, I think Herman Cain might be leaking <laughs> his own shit, dog. Yeah. She's like, look, I got to get at this. Hey, I ain't got enough money to pay this bill. Right. And B, it's some more white women in my closet. <laughs> right. Shut that shit. Oh, um, uh, also, man, uh, you know, we, I, I was thinking, you know how one of my theories is that your dick is not your friend. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, man, and I get, fellas should be able to relate to this. Um, if your dick was a person, would you hang out with your dick? <laughs> if your dick was a person, would Think your, about that. Would your dick tell you, not today, you have stroked me enough? No, your dick never says that, Cam. Oh, my I, bad. You don't have one. You don't know no, how. No, I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah, you don't know how it thinks. So um, it wants to be rubbed on all the time. My bad. Like, it would literally be the worst person you knew. <laughs> like, yeah. that's that's how fucking fucked up your dick uh, is, Oh, you dog. think it would say the most offensive shit? You'd be, be like, oh, she got big titties. It's full of, well, oh, it's, look at her ass. It's full of bad choices and bad decisions <laughs> and, and no impulse control. No. I mean, how many stories have we read of just somebody that trusted his dick a little too much? It's like he jacked off in a car right in front of a police van. You're like, why would you? <laughs> why, why would you, you do, do that? that? Like your dick is that friend. It's like, hey, hey, police ain't looking. Like that's your dick, dog. <laughs> but they, but they right behind me. It don't matter. Right, right now. You're right. I know it's a, I know it's a, 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 a gym full of little girls in a, in a dance class. But you got time, man. If you hurry up, like that's your dick. Your dick is not, you know, your dick is really like. You got two minutes, go. You, like, your, your brain and shit is all like, yeah, I'm happily married and, you know, I love my wife. Your dick is like, yeah, man, but that chick might not have herpes. Fuck her, you know? 
<laughs> you ain't seen that vagina yet. You know, that's that is you your dick. You ain't seen that vagina yet. You know, like, uh, we need to fuck them all. You're like, no, dick. That That is impractical. <laughs> I have a job. I have responsibilities. <laughs> you know, I remember I used to play ball with those dudes that cheated on their wives. And they would bring their girlfriends to other to, to, to the, the same gym. Like, uh, for the late games, they bring their girlfriends that were, like, strippers and shit. And for the um, the the daytime games, they would bring their wives mm-hmm. to the gym. And I was like, you know, like, that's their dick. Like, that's their dick that is like, bring your other woman to the gym. Like, but my wife could show up. That's not smart, dick. Shut up. <laughs> do you want to do you want to get me sucked tonight or not? <laughs> Do you want to get the balls lifted? Yeah. Make up your mind, sir. You only have two minutes. Like midlife crisis? That's your dick. That's not you. <laughs> Buy a motorcycle. But I'm already in debt up to my eyeballs. You need a Harley. Bitches like that shit. Yes. Okay, dick. Yes. <laughs> Bitches suck dick on Harleys. Right? Oh. Yes. Like, <laughs> your dick has no fucking game plan, no long-term yeah. It just thinks right now. Titties and Yeah, ass. your dick has no 401k. Your dick would take your 401k and go to the strip club. Yeah, and, and blow all $10,000 on it in one night. Yeah, and be like, that was fun. What are we doing next? I'm like, nigga, we have no money. You spent the money, dick. Mm, well, you fucked up then, didn't you? Yes, I'll just sit here and, 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 until you get some more money. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> Your dick hates you. Your dick hates you. Like, all the shit you do that is like, well, time to go to work. Your dick is like, no, stay home and jack me, man. You never <laughs> hang out like we used to. <laughs> Ever like, since you got this woman in this video game in system. This job. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since you started fucking working, go back to college. You know, you're like your dick be like, yo, what's Gianna Michaels up to? You like, what? It is noon. Check your cell phone, dog. <laughs> <laughs> what's up with you porn? Not right now, I'm in a meeting. Like that dick is evil, dog. Um You know, and it, I mean it, like your dick is why people don't trust you. Like when like if a man tells you like how people don't trust Tim Tebow when he says he's a virgin. Mm-hmm. Nobody believes him. Mm-mm. Why? It's not because of Tim Tebow. It's because of his dick. We don't trust his dick. We're like, your dick wouldn't let you do that. <laughs> You're too rich. You got too much money. Your girlfriend's too hot. Your dick is unfucking trustworthy, man. It has, like, you might have been, like, sleeping or praying or Tebowing, and it would have just came out on its own and fucked her, dog. It's not your fault. <laughs> We're not even holding it against the man at this point. Nope. It's just like, no, you can say you're a virgin, but come on, bro. Your dick is not going to be, it is not going to allow that shit. Your dick will veto that shit immediately. <laughs> you know? Veto. Hey, dick, we're not fucking tonight. Uh-uh. Denied. Nope. The dicks say nay. Yes, and I'm going to stay hard till you do something with <laughs> yeah, it. And the dicks have it. <laughs> um, all right, the last random thought. Um, So... I follow Stefan Marbury on Twitter mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I love me some Stefan Marbury. I, I have a completely different take on him than most people who just think he's crazy. And I got that take from, uh, when Larry had Stefan Marbury call into, into his show and as a, uh, you know, and basically sit there and co-host the show during a whole interview on yeah, right radio a long time ago. Yes. And, um, you know, as I listen to him talk, I'm like, yo, this dude might be eccentric, but he's not crazy. Mm-mm. And, you know, it's one of those things where if you're black, you're crazy. If he was white, he'd be eccentric. But um, yeah. he's about his money. Very much You'll never is. hear about Marbury going broke. I'll tell you that much. Nope. Um, but he's about his money, and he attracts the game in different avenues. Like, he sells sneakers, but he says, look, man, 
my name ain't LeBron James name. I'm not throwing my name on some $200 sneakers and then everybody going to get them. That's not how it works with me. So I had to come up with another angle into this game. So he came up with his own line of sneakers mm-hmm. and this made them affordable. Like $20, wouldn't they? Like 15 I 15, think. 15 yes. Made them affordable. Made them exclusive to uh, one chain dealer at the time. I keep can't remember the name of them. Uh, we something had one here. Berries. Yeah, something. Stephen Berries. Stephen Berries, yes. yes. Uh, we had a Stephen Berries here in Charlotte. And, uh, you know, when I first heard it, I, my reaction was the same as a lot of people's. My Berry got some $15 shoes. Why would I get those? And, the, and it was like, it took a little maturity because, like, then I was like, but why wouldn't I get it? They're $15. One, they only $15. That's so if, it. Like, they could be the worst shoes in the world. Okay, I spent $15 right there, right? Two, I'm not about, I'm grown. I'll never spend uh, over $100 for shoes that don't go with a suit. Say that again. For the rest of my life. Unless I get super rich. Super rich. And, and even then, right. because I, because of the background, I can't. See, we get rich from the background I come. I'm like, mm-mm, that's still too high. But mama, we got the money. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, I, and, I don't feel like paying that. Mm, and the thing, the thing is with those kind of shoes is like. I gotta pay two hundred dollars to put LeBron James' name on my feet. Nope, if I, nope, mm-mm, I no, mm-mm. sir. No, you know that you know. And, 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 and excuse the, me. And the thing about it is that I work. Uh, we work hard on this podcast. Right. And my, and my thing about it is that I don't mind putting my face across my ass. Yeah, and I'm not. I mean, I'm not a sneakerhead, so you know, it's not that. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I got, I got like three pairs of Marberries when they were out a few years ago, and you know, same thing as everybody is just like, okay, I'll get some kicks to you know walk around the street in, and you know, emergency, I could play ball in them and stuff, and they was cool, they was straight. I mean, I'm not saying they was as uh, the best shoes in the world, cause uh, I, you know, I'd be lying, but but they so they they were more than worth fifteen dollars, and as a grown man, I didn't mind. It, it was a certain type of like wearing those especially at my age and the circles i was running in you know i was probably like 28 or so um so like i wasn't concerned about looking and being the coolest cool part, that's right so it wasn't like i was gonna go to school and get picked at for not having fucking for brand new name shoes yes yeah, so and you know that. yeah you know my personality i would immediately turn that shit on you like uh so wait you paid 200 dollars for that that's funny because i can buy extra beer tonight and um you can <clears throat> looks like you gotta go home you know mm-hmm. so so um you know it's not and it's not like i'm out here trying to get any women or some shit maybe that's what gets people to spend a lot of money on shoes i don't know honestly like i just think you either have that shit or not True. um so he came out with some more shoes or he's about to come out and he said on twitter like hey look what i got you know three more types of starberries and they were like on sale in china or something like that and uh, I retweeted it and was like, oh, shit, cool, man. You know, like $15 for, you know, those shoes. I was kind of hoping they would come back because uh, Stephen Berry's went out of business. We, I wasn't able to find any more mm-hmm. Starberries or whatever because I would have bought some more. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, honestly, dog, these, these, they, they're like, even if you use them for like grass cutting shoes, $15, niggas. Like, like, yeah. So that, That's cheaper than the gas. It probably costs to put in the uh, tank of the lawnmower. Yeah, I don't even own any shoes without a purpose now. I'm grown. Mm. That's when you know you're grown. You look in your closet and be like, those are my gym shoes. Those are the grass cutting shoes. Those are my kicks for walking up and down the street. You know, like when you have a role for your and, shoes. And, 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 I, and I guess that's a male thing. Yeah, for a man. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cause, uh, cause nah, no, women, <laughs> y'all are different. No. You know, I got about 85 pairs of shoes in here. <laughs> yeah, not the same. But for dudes, like you're, that's when you're an official adult. 
when you have those like those shoes go with those pants and that's why i have them yeah like, women's logic is not the same so. right um so uh, you know my shoes are functional and whatnot but so i saw some people after he tweeted that on twitter i saw people like trying to go in on him like one dude was like yo you got them kmart covids and shit like that which is hilarious by the way that was very funny i laughed <laughs> Don't I was, get me wrong. Kobe did have some Kmart shoes. Nothing wrong if it's funny. That shit Nothing. was funny. <laughs> Kmart Kobe's. Mm, I like it. the hard K sound. That was good. Uh, but then I was like, man, y'all really be having to hustle backwards. Like, <laughs> yo, man, thanks for making letting me spend fit. Instead of being like, uh, it's like fuck you for making me spend fifteen dollars. But man, I'm gonna suck off these mellows. One hundred and seventy. Mm, I won. Mm. No, like, no like, thank you. Like with that hustling backwards is just so dumb, yes. man. Unless them shoes are able to walk themselves, I'm not spending that much money. Yeah, and and the, shoes. Well, and the thing is, it wasn't like they were hitting them up because they were saying they were lower quality. Because I wouldn't even oh, understand that. Jokes. They were yeah. just joking on him for having shoes that didn't cost a lot. Um, and, and don't that benefit you? Right, and the thing is, his claim to fame, like what he talks about with his brand, is that hey, these are the same; these are made in the same places you get your Nikes, except is. Nike throws an extra hundred and fifty dollars on, on there for Melo's name. That's right, and, and I don't. So you know, I and he, and, he, and you know, he had a good platform about you know kids that Being didn't have money coming up like him. 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 You know, when he was broke in the projects, uh, it's shoes that your mama could put on your feet. And you don't have to be ashamed That's true. because there's no name attached to them except Jeepers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're just going to get clown when you get to school. Now, did it work? I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't keep up with kids enough. It probably didn't work. I, they, they probably clowned them anyway because that's what kids do. Um, you do something different, uh, anything perceived as less than, they're going to kick, yeah, they're going to come at you. And, um, you know, and, and there's a certain cosign that things that are cool need. So I'm assuming that they didn't really catch on or else they probably still be around. I'm assuming. I don't know, guys, honestly. Um mm-hmm. But I just thought it was just kind of foul how people just wanted to do like that. I mean, that's Twitter in a nutshell for mm-hmm. you. But it was one of those like, wow, y'all short sighted side of the shit. If nothing else, like I say how you don't have to respect people's hustle. I respect that hustle. I do, too. And I could buy several pair of his shoes for the amount I spent for one hundred and fifty dollar pair of shoes. Right. And the, and the thing is, worst comes the worst. He just sold shoes to poor people. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, clown away. Worst thing I did was put shoes on the feet of people that couldn't afford them any other way. Okay, yeah, I'm an asshole. Yeah, I should fuck myself. Okay. <laughs> like, I just didn't, I never understood that criticism of him. It was it was Neither. too much. Oh, um, all right. We got articles we need to talk about. Excuse me, yes, we do. All right, so did somebody sent this one on our Facebook page. Um, oh, and I guess I should link these to the chat so people can read along if they would like to do that please sir um so there you go um so apparently there was a story last week about a woman who supposedly did some stuff with some sperm now i know what you're saying fellas up top already but no not that kind of stuff with sperm oh the bad stuff a long island woman who claims a long island man who claims his exotic dancer gal pal Stashed away his sperm. What a name. Exotic dancer girl pal. Stripper. Or oh. or if you uh hang out with Pac-Man Jones, Scripper. Oh, the, I'm in love with a scripper. Yeah. He's going to the you know, commission say something wrong with script club. Ain't nothing wrong with script I'm club. In love with a scripper. So a Long Island man who claims that his scripper girl pal 
stashed away his sperm, knew all along that his former flame was itching to get pregnant. The woman's lawyer told the post yesterday. Mm hmm. Uh, now this, I don't think he ever denied that she was trying to get pregnant though. Joseph Purcell concocted the bizarre story only to try to gain full custody of his and Anitra Burnett's four year old twins, said attorney Derek Dion. Because his story was, hey, she stashed my sperm away in a, in a condom. Uh, uh, she later went to a sperm bank, donated the sperm from this condom, and had my 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 babies with my sperm. Is that legal? After well, uh, this is if it's true, Karen. Okay. After, this is after they broke up. This is apparently he, you know, they didn't have, they weren't able to have kids. So he was like, "Let's move on. We can't have kids. I'm ready to leave." And she was like, Mm-mm, "I got this sperm, bitch. You know, I got your sperm. I got your sperm." <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so she supposedly and now that sounded fishy to me in the first place because like. You can do that. You can just take a random condom, nobody signing off, nothing, that, to the sperm bank and be no. like, fill her up, please. Uh, fill her up on our, our no, six. No, I thought they took fresh sperm. I thought they took, like, cut off the fresh sperm. Yeah. I'm confused. I didn't know you could do that. I thought dudes had to jack off at the sperm place into a cup, and then they put it in. Like, so, I don't know. Um, but it says, uh, now, this lawyer's defense is, is a little shaky, though, because he says... He, talking about the victim, quote-unquote, the Long Island man, Joseph Pressil, uh, he injected her with hormone shots. How could he not know? They were in a relationship, and they were trying to get pregnant the old-fashioned way, and they couldn't. Now, now, see, that's not really proof, though, that she wouldn't have done this. I'm not saying she did it, but that's true. That, 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 that defense doesn't mean anything. So they were trying to get pregnant. They didn't, and he, they broke up, according to him. That still could work in his story that he was that he knew she was trying to get pregnant. Um, plus, the lawyer said the clinic required a sample of the father's blood and the procedure was paid for with Priscilla's insurance and credit card. <coughs> Once again, doesn't really prove anything. No, she just paid for it. That's yeah. all. <laughs> like he, she could have paid for it with his shit. Um, but, the, you know, the sample of his blood, though, where are you going to get that from without consent? You know? Um, but, uh, you know, technically this could mean that they were both going to the clinic and trying to work on it. And at some point he gave up, but still 36, That's true. uh, has filed suit saying he was shocked to learn that Burnett 34 was pregnant since he'd always worn protection. So wait, y'all were trying to get pregnant. And you always wore a condom. That does seem odd. Yeah. Okay. I see why the lawyer brought that up in the beginning then. Cause he's claiming like, I'm shocked she got pregnant. I always wore a condom. He's like, you injected her with pregnancy shots and went to this clinic, um, and gave him your blood and paid for a procedure. So mm. sounds kind of fishy to say you weren't aware she was trying to get pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> um, and Jason Gibson, Priscilla's lawyer, said Burnett would speed off to the clinic with used condoms in a bid to stay in Priscilla's Texas home and be entitled to have his possession. So basically, now, how many times would this have happened for the lawyer to use it as like a thing she did? Because he said um, condoms, plural. Question. Mm-hmm. Does he jack off or she just like wrap it up and run to the run to the clinic? Yeah, like does he come? Oh, she's like, I need that. Hold on, hold on, let me yeah. don't throw me that away. Let me get all of it. Yeah, <laughs> spit it in here. There you go. I understand <laughs> this. I understand this concept. But Burnett's attorney said his client is no sperm burglar. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sperm burglar. 
You think she's the cousin of the Hamburglar from uh, McDonald's? Yes. It'd be uh, like, when I say break, you steal the hamburgers, I'll suck the dicks. Break! <laughs> <laughs> it's like they go to they go to the Thanksgiving family get-together. It's like the sperm burglar and the hamburglar. Uh, <laughs> hide your burgers, hide your dicks. It's like, oh, man, turd burglar's coming in this year? Damn it. <laughs> the burglar family. Uh, no, no, thank you. And Priscilla never set foot in the clinic, Gibson said. Burnett, whose stage name is Sugar... Oh, sugar. According to her ex, Sour, Sourly, um, told the Post, I'm not going to discuss that with anybody, and then hung up. So, Of course. Mm, they got some kind of custody tied to this whole thing. That's mm. that's never that's good. No, ever, ever. So, um, all right, let's see here. Oh, I thought this was just weird. Um, you know, some, we talk about swords so much on this show. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we forget that guns are also crazy as shit. You know, you got to be careful with these guns. And, you know, you should have a permit and you should do shit the right way. Yes. But even then, even in the safest of conditions, uh, motherfuckers fuck up. And a fuck up with a gun can be quite fucking permanent. Yeah, very. Reesboro. State police said a hunter took his own life on Saturday, distraught after killing his friend in a deer hunting accident. Oh. Now, it's always weird to me when they just, like, find two dead people and assume what happened. Like, oh, well, clearly he was upset. Like, well, he was dead. How the fuck do you know what his motive was? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's evidence, not that stuff. Or either, I don't, yeah, that's really weird. It's got to be evidence that leads them in that, into that direction. Troopers from the Shaftesbury Brattleboro Barracks responded to the, uh, I mean, Brattleboro Barracks. It's not like you're going to go see Baptist Church. Right. <laughs> Troopers from the Shaftesbury and Brattleboro El Jamaya at the Rock of the Creek of the Foundation Baptist Amazon Church. Church. <laughs> um, responded to the scene of um, one mile west of Hal Pound Road, Pond Road, in Reesboro, where they found Benjamin Birch, 39, and Timothy Bolognani, Bolognani, <laughs> who was 49 years old. Both of Reesboro dead from gunshot wounds. Oh. Detectives from the from the State Bureau, uh, Police Bureau of Criminal Investigations were called. They determined that Bolognani and Birch had been deer hunting Saturday morning with their friend Mark Colford. So maybe Mark told him? Yes, because he don't sound like he's dead. Police said Birch shot at a deer, which then ran through the woods while the three tracked after it. Police said that at some point, Bolognani fired his gun and then heard Birch cry out. Birch was found by his friends lying on the ground where he subsequently died. So it was like more than one of them hunting. They found them. I guess three of them were hunting. Yeah. One of them shot the other guy. Two of them rolled up on it. Was like, "Yo, what happened?" And they said, "Bolognani," then took his own life using his rifle. Oh shit! Yeah, I'd have hate to been Mark. You seen two people die in one day. Damn. It looks like his mom was a state representative at some point, Betty Bolognani. Bolognani. Wow. Like, well, the other thing, like, I think now I'm starting to think maybe the third dude killed both of them. Because you never he covered know. it up like the perfect crime. <laughs> He's like, nah, no one is the, the death was the second to strike the family in less than two years in the accident in Hartwellville section of town. This 18 year old daughter, Jessica, was killed in a snowmobile accident. Um, the deceased hunters were taken to the office of the chief medical examiner for, examiner for autopsy. No foul play is suspected, according to police. Um, 
wow that's that's just amazing dude and i mean and to make that snap decision like i'm gonna kill myself like i fucked up that bad I, I, i'm just gonna kill myself like he couldn't wow. take it man i don't know but people better realize i've never attempted to do it or try to do it but taking someone's life can't be an easy task <laughs> Right, yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess not. It's been too much for him. I mean, I mean, a zombie apocalypse. I have no problem doing it. That's but you're a right. I guess story. I wouldn't want to do it just off offhandedly. No. You know? uh, a furious woman is suing her ex boyfriend after he tattooed a steaming poo on her back. Oh, <gasps> word. Mm-hmm. Rossi Brovit or Rosie Brovit? Why her ex tattoo? Oh my, my ex tattoo. Damn, her ex boyfriend putting tattoo on the back. Let's find out. She wants sixty thousand euro in damages from Ron Fitzgerald. Rossi from Dayton, Ohio, United States, wanted a scene from the Narnia trilogy inked on her back. Now, right there, I kind of understand why she got you got that She should get some poo there. Okay, <laughs> it's a fucking book, man, ma'am. Man up. Instead, she was left with a pile of excrement with flies buzzing around it. Tattoo artist Ryan turned rogue after discovering that Rossi had cheated on him with his best friend. Rossi originally tried to have her ex-lover charged with assault, but she had signed a consent form agreeing to the tattoo design that was at the artist's discretion. So, like, she signed something legally being like, I can't sue you. This, you do what you want to. She said, he tricked me by drinking a bottle of drinking a bottle of cheap wine with me and doing tequila shots before I signed it and got the tattoo. Actually, I was passed out for most of the time and woke up with this horrible image on my back. Wow. That's that's crazy. Um, and and I, there was another article I was reading that said the reason he did this is because they were dating at the time and he found out she slept with his best friend. Wow. Yeah. Now, see, that's why... You don't fuck people's best friends, okay? No. Especially not tattoo artists. If you're going to cheat on somebody... <laughs> don't mess with the tattoo artist. Cheat on somebody with a fucked up skill that can't do anything to hurt you, man. You don't cheat on the dude from taking, right? That's oh, stupid. No. He has a special set of skills. Mm-mm. And his is leaving a permanent mark on your back that looks like shit. Permanent. You know, the sad part is somebody in the chat room got to be looking at that picture like, I'd hit it. What's the problem? Ha <laughs> ha. Yes, they would. Cover that shit up. It don't stink. Literally, cover that shit up. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, so, all right. This this dude got a little got a little ratchet, and this is why, speaking of not playing with motherfuckers, one thing you never want to play about is giving somebody that house in Virginia, dog, that HIV, that AIDS. That's not a joke. House in Virginia. <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to joke about that, man. Oh, people to kill you over that. A district man in D.C. admitted to shooting a woman in the head with a shotgun after she jokingly told him that she got given him AIDS. Who the hell jokes about giving somebody AIDS? Yeah, I ain't saying he right now. Keep no, that in mind. He's no. wrong I mean, for this You shit. know, we, we don't, it ain't wrong if it's funny, but fuck, you joking about AIDS? Yeah, like obviously. And we, like this, and we joke about AIDS too, but it's just the fact that Y'all was probably having a serious conversation. And she yeah. said, ha ha, nigga, I gave you AIDS. What, bitch? Right. That's yeah. how that conversation went. Boom. That's a comedy killer. Bet, yes, it is. He's lucky. She is lucky that motherfucker yeah, was. That joke flatlined. I mean, what if he was a World War II veteran and she would have made a joke about a Nagasaki bomb, Karen? He would have had to shoot it with a shotgun. Yes, sir. 49-year-old Lloyd E. Wilkins. 
guess the race, pleaded guilty Tuesday in D.C. Superior Court to aggravated assault, possession of a firearm during a crime of violence, and possession of an unregistered firearm. Oh. Ooh, in D.C. too. Mm. Mm. Peace. Yeah, I know. For a very long time. Unless you're making $140 million for the Wizards, your ass is toast, dog. Yes, you are. Wilkins is scheduled to be sentenced February 3rd by Judge Robert E. Uh, I. Richter. The crime of possession of a firearm during a crime of violence carries at least five years in prison. Mm. The maximum for aggravated assault is 10 years for possession of an unregistered firearm up to a year. So she must not have died. She must not have. According to the authorities, on the evening of April 23rd, Wilkins and the woman with whom he had a romantic relationship began drinking alcohol in his home. Don't they always start this way? Like, none of the stories ever say they begin by playing a friendly game of bubble bobble. <laughs> Never. They were playing Call of Duty, and uh, they decided, it always starts with, yes. let's have some drinks. You know, you know that. They were watching Netflix. Right. You know what this dysfunctional relationship needs? Alcohol. Mm-hmm. I need to make some bad decisions in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Wilkins and the woman had met through her cousin, police say. They eventually had sex, and afterward, the woman told Wilkins that she had just given him the AIDS virus. <gasps> That's she, the wrong time to joke about that. Right after sex, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's okay to joke, but... Now, it's okay to say, fuck Bill. But it is not okay to roll from on top of somebody and go, you got AIDS. That ain't funny. Yes. Uh, she said she she was jo- she was joking. Wilkins walked to his bedroom closet and retrieved a twelve gauge single shot shotgun. He pointed at the woman's head and the gun went off. Strike! I hate when I hate articles like that. Oh, well, I hate uh, and I hate defenses like that. And you, that's a common defense when you watch a lot of these murder movie, uh, not movies, murder yeah, um, documentaries. Really happened, but like, yeah, they doing the cutting. I drive. pointed the gun at him and it just went off. Like a word. That's not how guns work. Yeah. You didn't pull the trigger. I think there's a step missing, motherfucker. Yes. You shot someone on purpose. And I'm pretty sure she told you I was just joking before you yeah. blew her head off. Maybe he thought it was funny, too. Uh, he pointed We at, all laughing, bitch. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> you got A's. Well, you got brain damage. Bam. <laughs> ha ha ha. Uh, he pointed it at the woman's head and the gun went off, striking the woman in the head. Then he said, waka waka. Flaka flaka. <laughs> I was trying to do uh, the Muppet Babies. Oh, my bad. <laughs> waka and Flaka go together. <laughs> waka waka. Like peanut butter and jelly. You know how after every time that, that bear told, Fonzie Bear told a joke, he'd be like, waka waka. Waka waka. You got AIDS. Waka waka. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see the black man? He's a black uh, pup, uh, Muppet. When no, shit go wrong, he'd be like, waka waka. That shit ain't funny. He's the black guy who trips because he was... <laughs> Tripping on this shit. Yes, he was. Uh, the the Wilkins called nine one one to report that he shot someone. The woman called a friend to take her to the hospital. <gasps> Terrible job of shooting. Wilkins walked out of his home with his hands in the air and blood on his clothing. She gave me AIDS. Wilkins told the officer. <laughs> what? Uh, so much for the right to remain silent. Wilkins said he pointed. <laughs> he pointed the he gun at story. Yeah, he's just started off with I did it anyway. What was you going to say? I had the right for what? <laughs> to do what? Silence. <laughs> oh, I can get a lawyer? Because I was just going to say I'm guilty, but okay. Um, uh-uh. So he pointed the gun at the woman, but the gun just went off. Wilkins was taken to the 6th District Police Station for more questioning. The woman's friend had picked her up from for, before police got to the home and had taken her to the hospital. Uh, doctors performed extensive surgery, and she survived. The woman remains deaf in her right ear as a result of the shooting and had undergone several extensive sur- surgeries to mend her scalp. Damn. 
Yeah, and I mean, Ooh. like, like who plays like this? Either either one of them. No one should play with guns, and no one, one should play, play with, with you AIDS. got AIDS. This shit is not a joke. You got AIDS. <laughs> they should like nothing's wrong if it's funny. <laughs> like I listen to the black guy who tips because Rod and Karen are ratchet. Yes. Um. All right. So here's another story. This is a quick one. Apparently, the Smithsonian Museum of African American History, which is opening up in 2015 at the National Mall, mm-hmm. just got his hands on two KKK robes. Mm. Yeah, the authentic throwbacks, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eat team. your heart out, Mitchell and Ness. No team KKK. Mm-hmm. They got one of the robes from a writer, a family of a writer who infiltrated the KKK and exposed his secrets. Hmm. The second robe belongs to the chaplain in the clan, and it was donated by a family member because they were so proud. Wow. Yeah, so. Well, at least it's authentic. Got to get up there so we can see the uh, see the racism firsthand. Yes. I need to know what kind of material they use that out. Me too. Ty Diamond's in the chat room saying, no, my robes. <laughs> well, they got them, nigga. They got them. They stole them at your clothes. I wonder if you can get those on eBay. <laughs> I think they sell those anyway Zimbabwe like, and what if they went for a lot too I know like, you go to KKK Rose $6,000 damn mm-hmm. Zimbabwean man gets the shock of his life when the prostitute he ordered ends up being his daughter <gasps> oh mm-hmm. it's a sad state of affairs when your marriage, marriage hits the skids and you go looking for love in all the wrong places i.e. hookers well I doubt he was looking for love but these yeah, things, yeah. I think he was looking for sex. That was his dick talking, like, "Hey, call up a hooker dog." It's like, but she looks like my daughter. Shut up, nigga. I, you know, I bet you. I you want to get laid or not? That's right. It's you, me, your dick. Have I ever steered you wrong? Yes, all the time. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna keep talking until you listen to me again. Yeah. <laughs> also, stick your dick in this in this warm melon. Put it in the microwave. What? <laughs> Why would I do that? Could burn it myself. Feels good. Um, and if you're going to cheat, why not help support the local economy by hiring a prostitute to help you satisfy those sexual urges? Okay. Okay. Though this is a snarky article. Okay. So cheating on your spouse is a terrible idea. Doing so anyway with a hooker is still worse. Uh, as if you needed any other reason to stay away from the world's oldest profession, check out what happened to Titus Nikub of someplace I can't pronounce, suburban Zimbabwe. Wow. Nah, they got number five in the day? I'm confused. Yeah. It's like District 9, but yes. But this is a Bobway 5. Let's just say his night was a, was a, with a prostitute did not end well, and I don't mean she was terrible in the sack. And Kube was, was, was having problems at home, so he went off, rented a hotel room. The father of three decided to have a hooker sit to his room for a little loving, but when the girl arrived, and Kube got the shock of his life when the prostitute ended up being his 20-year-old daughter. Damn. Awkward. Very. Apparently, Nkube was so surprised to see his daughter that he collapsed, and the girl shocked herself at finding out her John was actually her father, bolted from the room. But it's all good, as Nkube was ultimately forgiven. He ultimately has forgiven his daughter for her chosen profession. Her chosen profession? Nigga, you was going to fuck her. She'd have been anybody else. I'm sorry for what I did. I spoke to my wife and daughter. I apologize for my actions because I just wanted my family back, he said. 
as for this ongoing marital discord he says she has stopped that and is going to back to school next year my marital problems are not over but we have a marriage counselor who is helping us to get over this most difficult period in our marriage you think in the council he's like yeah she's being unfair it's not like i fucked my daughter i just was about to yes jeez it should have been anybody else loosen up my wife would have never known about you're so this. politically correct so PC. <laughs> so if I were, if it were not for my children, I could have divorced him a long time ago. Said the wife. Well, damn. She didn't sound like she's trying to work this counseling shit out. Like, does she? Fuck this. You about to fuck my child? But because of the trauma that a divorce has on children, I've made a decision to stay. Uh, but the question is, are you happy? Well, you know, I mean, hey, it's much better that your children see two miserable motherfuckers that hate each other and cheated and call prostitutes than two happy, happy people, people who broke separated. up. <laughs> like, I never understood that shit. Like, yeah, you need to stay together. Why? Because uh, you hate each other. And, no, uh, that'll the, be good for the, the kids. The to kids see. know when something ain't right. So Herman Cain apparently was cooking on this unemployment. Let Uh-oh, me, uh, what are you talking about? Let me go ahead and play this for the crowd. Long-term unemployment benefits expire at the end of this year. That is, unemployment benefits for those who have been unemployed for 99 weeks or more. more. Right. Uh, do you believe those, those unemployment benefits should be extended? Uh, Libya. Let me see. Uh, okay. Um, unemployment. Um, um, Obama is mm. for the unemployment, Correct. If he is, then I'm against it. Yeah. <laughs> no. And here's why. Where do we stop, Candy, is the question. Here again, extending unemployment benefits, extending the cut in the payroll tax are just distractions from the bigger problem, which is lack of economic growth, which has not been there. Secondly. Oh, stop, 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 stop. stop. Mm-hmm. What he? Oh, 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 my God. So he just said, don't pay people. Don't give them no fucking money. But the issue is bigger, which is the economy, which needs money, which means people got to have fucking have money to make it move, right? Right. Uh, okay. Just want to be sure. Well, see, um, and this gets into, like, I got into some shit with my white friends on my fucking email. This has been piss off white people week for me. Um, and I, this morning, like, they, like, somebody was bitching about unemployment and talking about how so many people take advantage of it and it needs to be shorter so it'll give people incentive to get back to work and all this shit. And I was like, I don't think you entitled Unders- motherfuckers understand, understand how unemployment, unemployment works. works. No. And you can only see it from your perspective and your chosen fields. Like, you guys have gone to college. You've made some really good decisions. And you should be applauded for that. Um, you've been, you know, you've been afforded certain opportunities. You work a certain type of job. You got a certain type of tax bracket. You make a certain amount of money where if you went on unemployment, while it would be less money, you actually could get by on that money. Yes, you could. Whereas if I get fired from Walmart, unemployment for me is a lot less. Like yes, I'm not balling is. on my unemployment. And not only that, it varies from state to state. And 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 the thing that really really pissing me off about people that are against unemployment. A lot of these people have fucking never lost their jobs. Honestly, yeah. a lot, like a lot of people have been like, nah, fuck them nigga. Okay, when the economy started tanking and a lot of people started losing their jobs and a lot of people go, what the fuck? I'm paying into this unemployment and I'm getting, you know, 
30% less or 40% less or I'm making enough, you know, because I've been unemployed before. I'm making enough just yeah. to buy groceries. I can't pay rent with this. I can't, you know, uh, put um, keep the lights on with this. Uh, you know what I mean? I can't, you know, give my child money with this. And the, and the thing about it is that here in our country, we're privileged to even have unemployment. In a lot of countries, you don't work, you just don't fucking eat. Well, well also, like, a lot of my white friends, no disrespect to them, they're overpaid as shit. Like, they do. They work in an office. They they sit on their emails and fuck around most of the day with me. They're not out there working these hard ass jobs that you know are are you know their jobs are kind of cushy and safe. And it's because they make good decisions to get there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking that away from them. But at the same time, their scope of the world is so fucking small to yes, them. Like it is. they can only imagine someone like them getting unemployment and then they go well i would just go get another job why would i take that it's less money and the people that they know that are on unemployment they know people who have gamed the system and only until i knew white people did i actually start coming into contact with people that were literally gaming the system of unemployment like i was offered a job but i decided fuck it like i I didn't know that until i had white friends so like they see that they don't see the, the uh, they don't really see struggling. when Karen lost her job. They don't see when I lost my job. They don't see when uh you know people in my family have not had jobs or had to have government assistance. Yes. Like they see all this shit as a way to get over because they don't really understand the fundamental nature of somebody that could just not get hired. Like they don't understand you could be interviewing and just not get hired. Yes. Like that's, that, that never came to their mind because they're white dudes and yeah. they still run shit. You know what I mean? Like they don't, like if I lost my job and was like, yo man, I've been fucking grinding on these interviews. I have not got an offer for nine months. They would just be like, well, you must be being lazy or something. That's impossible. Like, no. No, that is possible. <laughs> and, and, and the thing about it is that, like I said, they've never been unemployed. And they don't know how fucking frustrating it is to go on interview after interview after interview after interview after interview for, you know, what a month done went by. For, you know, what two months done went by. For, you know, what three months done went by. And you're still fucking applying. And 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 I think the thing that... um frustrates me it's like you said they never see it out of the eyes of people that are less privileged a lot of like you said right uh, and on top of that i think too that when people are working and they're getting unemployment and your unemployment is like chump change and then people go well why work at mcdonald's what the fuck mcdonald's might be less than my unemployment that makes no sense right just, well, just the fact to get a job right and that's the thing like they just have this like sense of you know privilege and that's what that's what i told them i was like y'all are y'all are so privileged it's impossible for you to understand why this comes back. You know what I mean? Like your your only thing that you can understand is that if it was me, I'd just go get a job and do some interviews. It shouldn't take you ten months to get a job. I'm like, yeah, but um, you know how I many black people just can't even get a job because of their fucking name on a resume? Yes. Like, do you think that shit exists in a vacuum when they do a news report on, yeah, we submitted X amount of resumes with the exact same standards. None of the black people got a call back. Like, none of the ethnic names got a call back. Like, you just, you're so fucking privileged. You couldn't possibly understand. Like, you just think, well, work harder. That's your answer to everything because you just don't, you like, you actually think you work hard and you don't. I know you. I fuck with y'all. Like, y'all my friends. I would call all y'all my friends. Y'all just run shit. It's a big, complete difference between my people just happen to be winning in this game of racial basketball and I'm coasting on this third quarter lead. 
and actually working hard and coming up on yourself that like it's, it's a complete big difference man so yes and on top of that i think that in our country people that are privileged think everything is earned and sometimes yeah. things are just given i don't mean no harm like sometimes being white is such a privilege that sometimes people are, are have an illusion that everything they get is always earned and that's not always true yes there are all white people that do work hard i'm not saying that well i'm actually but, giving them credit they made good decisions they did blah 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 all that shit but all things being equal they aren't fucking being equal like that's, that's, true. that's, that's like true. the landscape yeah. that we're with is you know motherfuckers on some like we need to get rid of affirmative action meanwhile black people have the highest unemployment rate of any demographic like okay I see what's up, man. So, you know, and they can't relate. You know, I am their no. black friend. Like, like it's not a bunch of us. You know what I mean? Every black person that hangs out with them is on some like, man, let me just get along with these white people shit. They buying us drinks. That's, that's how, that's the kind of friends they got. They don't have, they don't have no friends that they have been to their house, met their families, went to anybody's Thanksgiving. And there's that's a fucking reason true. for that. You know what yeah. I mean? I met these motherfuckers' parents. They never met mine. There's a reason for that. And that's they, true too now. You know, that's, they've never been interested in me, my parents either. Like, I get it. I get it, dog. But we're not going to sit up here and act like this shit is equal, man. Now, mm. And the thing is, people were getting so mad on this email chain. And I had to be like, hey, hey, number one, the pizza man said this. First of all, calm down. <laughs> This nigga will yes, co-sign did. anything yes, racist. He, he keep he keeping them votes alive. But yes. then number two, man, double pepperoni. Mm. Right, right. Good. And and then number two, <laughs> the other reason is like, man, y'all acting like this email chain about to solve the goddamn economy, and it's not. All we gonna do is get mad at each other. That's it, and fall and be, out and be pissed. I'm not getting yeah. pissed at no fucking friends. So what did I do? I did what I always do. I went to ridiculous mode. And, and I was like, I say, if you don't have a job in two weeks, we get to rape you. Good day, sir. It's just people ain't working hard enough in these interviews. I'll tell you what, no job in three months, death penalty. <laughs> death penalty, man. They got to go. People just don't want it bad enough. You take that Mick job and pay your, uh, you know, your rent. I don't care if it's only a 1% of your rent. You know, and not to mention we all pay into fucking unemployment on our checks every week. Yes, you do. God forbid you need it, right? No, then yeah. you're just a piece of shit. Y yes, and, and the thing is that they can't even imagine jobs just shutting whole departments down, shutting the company, going on bankruptcy. Like, they just, uh, people just always assume they can't they're going to have a job. They can't even imagine losing a job and not having done anything wrong, you know? That the, happens um, a lot. Yes, it does. And the, the other, you know, they not, you know, a lot of these people haven't been laid off and shit or, you know, whatever. But, um, and then, you know, they can't imagine not having something to back up, back on. Like, the, you know, your family, if they've done some right decisions, has a pretty, I don't know, 200 year head start on collecting and amassing wealth yeah. in which you know in case something doesn't go right with a kid or a generation you can help kind of you know you might be able to do something for them like yeah you know um but it, you know it's just one of those things where i was like we just don't understand this so mm -mm. you know we got ridiculous and then we turned the argument into who was survive a zombie apocalypse and what plan was the best and, of course, you know, I started the same way as always, which is I always say that uh, in a zombie apocalypse, everyone would immediately rape Travis. And that, 
that always <laughs> that always changes the subject right away spawns off into travis talking about his awesome plan of taking over bank of america stadium and how that's easy to defend <laughs> which is an idiotic plan that will immediately get him killed obviously but yes um you know it's stuff like that that uh I, I can i can fuck with them on but when we start talking politics i have to change the subject man it's too much karen yes apparently you're a woman right yes newsflash i about to say i hope i am newsflash karen is a woman did you know that the porn that you like as a woman Mm -hmm. makes men so uncomfortable Uh uh-oh why in this winter issue of good magazine amanda hess has a fascinating profile of james dean you ever heard of james dean Mm mm-hmm um Oh, I'm thinking old school James Dean. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, that's what I thought. A young, handsome porn star who is becoming famous for actually appealing to women. Due to his boyish, slightly skater punk aesthetic, naturally toned body, ability to connect emotionally, or at least appear to with his female co-stars. What the the fuck? Is this porn? (laughs) This does not sound like porn to me. Dean has... (laughs) What's going on here, sir? You're tricking me. Dean has garnered a following of young, devoted young women in the industry that in most cases ignores them entirely. Hess explains that Dean's schoolboy charm is what makes him approachable and sexy to his female fans. Sounds like she just has a crush on this dude. Uh, something. I mean, we right in the beginning of, of Twilight. What's going on here? This is not porn. We, what are we talking about here, sir? Yeah, I've never seen this dude's porn, so I don't mm, know. Me either. He looks like he just looks like a, a white dude. A white dude. Yeah, it's nothing like a, spectacular. Like a John Mayer type or something. Yes. Dean has carved out a niche in the porn industry by looking like the one guy who doesn't belong there. Scroll through LA's top porn agency sites. Oh, does sites. everybody else look like scum? Uh, she didn't say they scum. She just said they doesn't belong there. Um, scroll through LA's top porn agency sites and you'll find hundreds of pouty women ready to drop to their knees. But just a few dozen men available to have sex with them. These guys all have a familiar look. Neck chains, frosted tips unreasonable biceps tribal tattoos dean looks like he was plucked from a particularly in, in intellectual frat house uh, a whole so that means he's not like tatted up and yeah. so basically he's clean cut basically mm-hmm. hess goes on to discuss why there aren't more guys like dean in the male porn star stable because a lot of them have real jobs. Well, she didn't mention Wesley Pipe, so. Oh, he fucking sucks. Sorry. And her findings tell us just as much about the male viewers' hangups as they do about women's erotic preferences. Part of the problem is that men, who largely control the porn industry, imagine that women want everything big. Big arms, big ass, big dicks, as Hess puts it. But <laughs> when what they really want is something a little less overwrought. What, now, I do, do men really assume that? Because... I thought this this study was about women. How did this turn into men assume that the women want the big dicks? Like, no, I think I don't think they assume it. I think they just be like, I want to see her get fucked by a big dick. That's what they do. Yes, that's the end of that one. I don't even think they're thinking about what the woman wants. She's not considered. I think people go to porn to not think about that shit, not to think about it. But anyway, as Hess puts it, man, I swear, politically correct people must watch porn in the most pornest way. Oh, that shit must be Oh, give it to me, baby. Oh, this feels good. That porn must just you be like... You know you want it, girl. Now, that porn must be like, uh, may I? <laughs> Insert my penis. Yes. Is it... If it's all right with you, ma'am... I'd like to touch your breast. Let's have a discussion first. Remember that porn I was I talking about? Remember that porn I was talking about where they went on a date at the beach and shit? Like, oh, that must be the bullshit. shit that they're okay with. 
long as you take her out first then you can do what you need Mm-mm. um when what they want really want is something a little less override one of Hess's subjects deter- described her attention attraction to dean thusly he was almost like a guy you just want to hang out with at hebrew school hebrew school that is white very but the real obstacle the real obstacle for the to the proliferation of female friendly male porn stars is uh oddly a rather nasty and subtle strain of homophobia revealed in the following double bind the straight male performer must be attracted enough uh, enough to serve as a prop but not so attracted that he becomes the object of desire now uh-huh. now i wonder though like f- for women or men like who is she talking about like so the dude needs to look a certain amount of good and you know what? She might be right though, because remember a long time ago we started to show that those two two dudes on that message board had an argument about the baby soft, baby soft dicks. dicks and, and you you know what? And, and porn and stars whose true. dicks weren't hard enough and shit. Yeah. So I guess they need it. Men watch porn for the women, and I think that men don't mind watching porn with men in it, but they don't want the men to be so attractive. The delight. I couldn't even imagine my that being me. See, I don't think as a man, I don't think we see it that way. Okay, then what the hell is she talking about? Like, I don't think we give. I mean, this is her. This is a, you know, a woman writing an article about what men think. But I don't think dudes are like, I'm watching this girl fucking and then go, but that guy too, huh? Hmm. They they probably not even paying his ass no attention. <laughs> am I am I hard for this guy or this girl? I can't tell. Like, no, that's that is never. <laughs> well, maybe if you're in the closet or really really open-minded that shit has never happened while i was jacking off i was like well thank god this guy's ugly you know like <laughs> who's looking well, at him i'm glad he got those tattoos on. like i back. told bokeen you're the dick in the porn is just like the gun on the screen in a first person shooter it, <laughs> it just needs to be there it's just a stand-in but it's not actually there's no man attractive enough to make me pay attention to him <laughs> As long as he shuts the fuck up, I don't care. Say that again. All that fucking talking. I can't stand. That's like saying the reason men don't like Wesley Pipes is because he's too attractive. No, nigga, <laughs> talk too much. Be quiet. It's like, to me, he's just too goddamn funny. I can't jack off and laugh. Yes, and on top of it, I'm glad his dick doesn't talk. His dick would probably talk the bitch to death. Come on here, girl. Come on here. Even I know, you know what? We, I, I can't even suck you. I'm out. Men need to see a penis in straight porn, presumably to stand there for their own, but not one that's attached to a guy who might be threateningly attractive. I thought that's what she was saying. That's right. Yeah, that's what she's saying. Not to mention plausibly appealing to the women involved. So now she's saying, well, the women don't need to actually be into getting fucked, which I think is complete bullshit. I won't, like, I won't or maybe there's a, like they're enjoying it. I mean, what you just want to fuck just to fuck? She don't. She don't need to be licking like she enjoy the shit. Yeah, maybe there's a certain type of dude that's into that. Cause you know what? You know what? She might be right. There is a certain type of dude. Cause I've seen that like vivid porn, mm-hmm. that really mainstream white porn, and it is fucked up like that. Where the dude is just like banging the shit out of this chick like yeah. it's an endurance contest. Oh, yes, yeah, so and then like, she's faking an orgasm because you know all he wants to hear is her go, "Oh yeah, baby, baby," and, and then he's just is, trying to kill her. That shit is unrealistic, and I feel bad for her coochie. I'm like, damn girl, look like he is going to saw your pussy in half. This is not yeah. look fun to me. So maybe she is right. You know, I take it back. You, there is a certain type of porn that she's talking about. That yeah, I have thought that before, and that the shit does not turn me on either. Me either. Like, I, I, was, I don't want her to look like she's getting literally killed by a dick. Right, <laughs> death by dick. Yes, that that is not fun. Yeah, your dick is not her friend either. It's uh, it's it's an asshole. It's it's his own friend. Dicks are assholes. 
Dix was like, oh, man, fuck her. I just need to get off, and I'm done. <laughs> now do something feelings? with her. We don't give a damn about her feelings. Uh, so it says... Um, may, it makes it easier to project oneself into the disembodied penis, but it also protects men from the potential scary experience of being turned on by both partners of a heterosexual encounter, which, yes, does involve another dude. And I don't think that's what it is. Honestly, that part, that one part, I don't think that's what it is. Like adding a homophobia part in there, I I really think she's stretching it. Not unless you're you're somebody that's into that, which it would apply to you. But most dudes, yeah. it don't apply to. I them. don't think that applies to even the dudes that are into this like endurance fucking are you know? not like. Well, the reason I don't want an attractive dude in here is because I'm gonna have to fuck him too. Like. <laughs> I just don't see it that way. I don't even like no one. Well, I shouldn't say no one, but I can't imagine someone that fucking homophobic. I'm jacking my dick, but goddamn, if that dude looks over here one more time, (laughs) come on, man, who thinks like that? In other words, the bland interchangeability and the unreasoning looking men, unreasonable looking men allows them to avoid confronting the terrifying, uh, specter of homosexuality. Like, who's jacking their dick like that? Please don't be gay. Please don't be gay. Please don't be gay. <laughs> like, please, please. Although, I, will, I won't lie. I do have some homophobia because if I, like, come when the fucking camera is on the dude's face, that is a wasted cum. <laughs> I'm immediately disgusted. Like, and I you know, jacked off for and, nothing. And I'm a woman, and I don't want to see men's balls and butts in the screenshots. Yeah. Uh, you know what it is. She's just watching that point where they be showing the dude's face too much. That's all. That's all. That's true. Stop watching that kid Capri porn. Or whatever his name is. <laughs> DJ Yellow. Stop watching his porn. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was funny, man. Um, Hess's informants within the industry confirmed this when they explained that a man simply cannot be the focus of a porn flick in the flick himself itself or even uh, on the video cover because customers will be spooked. The sad thing here. Now, see, are they spooked or are they like, where are the women? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, that's what sells porn. Like, there's, like, yes. like she's acting like dudes are supposed to go into a porn star and they're attracted to women. They look at men on the cover and then they go, I should get it anyway because I'm really yeah, open minded. give a fuck <laughs> about the men. They want to see pussy. Yeah, they like, who are you fucking in here? That's who I'm looking at. Um, the sad thing here is that in this arrangement, everyone loses. Women can't get the kind of porn they want from the mainstream. There are, and of course, many excellent indie outfits who make great lady-centric films. Oh, they're called lady-centric films? I didn't know that. An insidious kind of abstract homophobia is reinforced, and perhaps worst of all, many straight male viewers suffer unnecessarily uh, emotional and sexual stunting. Huh? So yeah, you should you know you need to get some gayness out of you, man. Why you, <laughs> I, I think that's what she's saying. Yeah, you need to get to jacking off to these dudes, fellas. Open your mind. No, the dudes <laughs> don't give a damn about that. You like some of this stuff is I think is deeper in from a woman's perspective. When most men watch porn, it is has nothing to do with the dudes. They looking at the girl. If the girl is hot, they in it. And if you're smart, like I just said, please look for the director. 
Cause if he, cause I don't care how good she is, if he makes fucked up camera shots, she would be angry. Yeah, like I said, I, I've even turned off porn because the dude was just going too hard. Like I told him, look like he's killing her. Yeah, like if the chick is obviously faking and the dude is just like trying to kill her with his dick, it's really one of those like, eh, skill is not entertaining. Yeah, I didn't turn this on to watch. I, I might as well watch a marathon. If I just want to see somebody's it's endurance. Sweating, I know, right? Can she take me and kill by his dick? Let's see. Like, Let's uh, see. I'm good. Yeah. I don't even they, I don't I, I, fan, I don't I, even fantasize like that. Like I want to kill yeah. that bitch with my dick. And, and, and I'm the I, man. And I wonder, um, are they like five minutes? Cause shit, they they be fucking so hard. You be like, oh girl, mm, I feel bad for you. Yeah. Um. Quick, quick one. I'm not reading all this, but apparently Herman Cain had a 13 year affair come to light with uh, Ginger White. Oh, Ginger White. That's her name. Oh, that's the whitest of the white. Yeah, people talk and people like he won't come out and be honest and confirm it. Uh, when has he been honest about anything? That's the truth. You think he gonna start today? Like, yeah, man, I need mm. to come clean, dog. Her, just let this nigga cook, dog. He gonna cook anyway. Y'all acting like y'all gonna stop him from cooking by making him tell the truth. He give a fuck about your truth. I know it's so. Herman, I tell Cookie, he gonna try to make it through this bullshit too, man. I'm telling you, I think he leaking the shit himself. Because this is the first time he had to reassess his campaign. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So I I wouldn't even be surprised if he's like, man, I need to get this shit over with. Uh, Baby, come on out here and say we've been fucking. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and and I don't know. That sounds stupid to me. Um, sword ratchetness. Let's cover this before we do the, the that little break at two hours. Um, police find sword machete and SUV at the traffic stop. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Sword season. Now, I will give some credit to the sword owners. Okay. Number one, this was the only sword story of the week for, well, between Sunday and today. Now, we did do the show a day early. Yeah. And Zelda, true. the new Zelda Skyward Zord did come out, so it's been hard to find the articles on Google. <laughs> yes. But I'm going to give y'all. Everything Bean brings up Zelda. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to give y'all credit for this shit. Corbin would like that. I'm going to give y'all credit for this shit because y'all need the fucking help. It's been out of control lately. <laughs> Newcastle County Police arrested a husband and a wife on Wednesday after finding a samurai sword, a machete, and several other knives in the car following an early morning vehicle stop in a sparrow run. Oh. Both are convicted felons and prohibited from possessing weapons, officials said. A county officer was patrolling the Sparrow Run townhouses around 1.04 a.m. When he noticed a black Chevrolet Suburban, the driver failed to use a turn signal on Flamingo Drive, the officer said. The police stopped the car. The driver, could, uh, Ken Buxton, the driver, could not provide registration or proof of insurance, according to a report. So, you know, hey, driving around with a, with a sword and a knife or... An, a machete? Why? Why carry your license? Why do that? Mm-mm. Why get? Why even give? Mm-mm. Oh God! Um, so give him a reason to search. The passenger uh, initially gave a face a false name, but was later identified as the wife Nicole Buxton, the driver's wife. Kent Buxton had an outstanding warrant, and Nicole Buxton was wanted by Newcastle County Superior Court, um, a and Newcastle County Court of Common Pleas. A computer inquiry revealed when Kent Buxton was taken into custody, the officer found two knives on him, one concealed in his pocket. The officer also said uh, mm-hmm. they discovered in the car a samurai sword with a 28-inch blade, 
God damn it. Um, you say that no matter what size the blade is, yes, by the way. Yes, they all own to me. Yeah, I'm like, with a two-inch blade. Oh, my Lord. Yes. My that word. Can, that can cut, too, sir. A machete with an 18-inch blade, two knives with seven-inch blades, a small hunting knife, and numerous small pocket knives hidden in the car. All these knives. <laughs> Was it just robbed the knife store? I don't understand. No, was, they they ready for the apocalypse. I think it was the nigga from Desperado. <laughs> a honey a hunting bow also was found in the back seat. Oh, uh, see, they ready for the apocalypse. They got everything they need. Yeah. A bow for charge was several counts of carrying a concealed deadly instrument in possession of a deadly weapon by a person prohibited. Uh Kent Buxton also faces Traffic violations and is at Howard Young Correctional Institute at the felon to post $6,500 secure bond. Nicole Buxton was additionally charged with criminal impersonation. She's in jail and at the felon to post ooh, a higher bond for the woman, $14,000. Pussy mm. didn't save it this time. Don't see that often. Mm-mm. Chivalry is dead, my peoples. Yes, it is. Um, So uh, we'll take the quick, like, I don't know, 10 second break right here. So we can say uh, thanks for listening on Twib FM, guys. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to you guys later. Make sure you look up the podcast, The Blackout Tips, on iTunes. They hear the entire show, uh, you know, uh, from start to front and with the music and stuff. If not, um, we'll see you next time on Twib FM. Peace. Peace. All right. Back to the show. Yes, sir. Um, all right. This is another quick one. Apparently, they convicted Conrad Murray. That's what it looks like. Yeah, um, he got four years, which I think was the maximum sentence he could get for involuntary manslaughter of Michael Jackson. Uh, you know, of course, I, my thing is uh, I, I'm not excusing what he did as far as saying that it's not um, appropriate for the punishment that he received. Um, I just think a lot of people want him to get more. And I feel like those people only want him to get more because they like Michael Jackson that much. True. Because, honestly, Michael Jackson was the richest drug addict in the world. Yes, he was. He was going to get someone to do this shit. Like, the thing people don't understand about drug addiction is, for a lot of people, you have to reach rock bottom in order to get off of drugs. Mm Mm-hmm. People with infinite money don't have a rock bottom. Rock bottom is death. Yeah, death is the rock bottom. Michael Jackson was going to kill himself. Like, he was seeking a doctor to do this. Yes, to actually put him to sleep. Yeah, he interviewed numerous doctors until he found one that said yes. Now, that part being said, I'm glad he got the four-year sentence. You know, if there was more under the law he was supposed to get, um, I thought he should have got the, uh, the 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 maximum, whatever it was. So if it would have been like seven years for manslaughter, he should do the maximum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think they need to take his money away. You know? Yeah, his endorsements and all that stuff. Yeah, like yeah. not endorsements, his money that Michael Jackson was giving him, five hundred, dollars oh, okay. $150,000 a month. Like, you shouldn't be able to profit from this shit. Like, you violated the Hippocratic Oath. You uh, broke the law. Um, you did this out of greed. You didn't get this man help who obviously needed. Um, and, you know, but when people say it's a horrific violation of trust, um, not the trust of Michael Jackson. This is what Michael Jackson wanted. Dude just yeah, fucked up now. on the job. But if if you say it's a violation of the trust of the public and what we put our doctors, I, I agree 100%. I do too now. Even though I think people ain't shit, uh, that doesn't mean they're exempt from punishment. And nope. 
he should probably get the um the full four years um it appears here that he got it but he will likely serve less than two years in county jail not state prison because california's overcrowded prison jail so he'll be out in probably two years anyway yep and they say he'll be kept away from all the other inmates because them niggas love michael jackson what they're probably playing michael jackson right now and on top of that once he gets out he probably uh, is going to need his own protection because some people in the general public might try to kill him. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, um, a lot of them went in when Michael Jackson was still black, so they, they mad as hell. <laughs> yes, they, they don't Michael even know Steve. the white woman, Michael Jackson. They just no. mad. They going to fuck yes. him up. Um, Myrtle Beach area couple charged after children report abuse. Uh-oh. That's right. The family that beats together eats together karen that's what i say it's in the bible look it up that's not correct book of tebow a myrtle beach area couple are jailed on charges of child neglect after an 11 year old boy and a 12 year old girl told school officials about and police about being forced to write the rules of the house all day on the weekends and being hit with a belt and a curtain rod hmm that's abuse now (laughs) i guess so sir well, they say spare the curtain rod, spoil the child. That's not how it goes. That is in the book of Tebow, Karen. You can't tell me. That's not correct. Benjamin R. Smith and Louise Lila Smith guessed the race. White, for those who don't know. Yes. Both of Myrtle Beach were each charged with two counts of unlawful neglect of a child or helpless person by a legal custodian. Mm. They both in jail on $5,000 bond. The boy, the girl and boy told school officials at Myrtle Beach Area Middle School that they were being abused between November 12th and November 14th while at home. According to the report, the children reported being forced to write lines all day. And if they don't, they are forced to stand in the corner for the day. Wait, that's OK. For, all right. For, for one second, forget about the physical abuse, which, you know, I, I can understand people that have a problem with that. But even people that are against punishment, uh, corporal punishment writing the rules of the house and standing in time out that's abuse too now yeah and 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 i think the thing that kind of frustrates me about it is that people just say don't punish a child at all and that's very 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 unrealistic yeah you don't have to beat your child or anything like that but you do need some form of discipline in the house Kids are stupid. They fucking will kill themselves without rules and regulations. Yeah, I'm only wondering this because of the way the article's written. I don't think these pieces of scum should be free. No. But I'm just I'm just wondering because the way the article's written is like, they made them write lines all day. Can you believe this? And they forced them to stand in the corner. Can you believe this? Um, the children also told police they were only allowed to move when they eat and only allowed to shower on Sunday because they used too much water, according to the report. Now, that only allowed to wash once a week yeah they that's out that sounds like some high abuse yes according, according to the report funky children the children had previously lived with their grandmother until the start of the school year when they moved in with their father benjamin smith and his new wife louisa smith the children told police that during that weekend the 11 year old boy was beaten with a belt by the couple and louisa smith hit the boy several times with a curtain rod wow so he Man, this dude sounds like he ain't shit, dog. Oh. Let his new wife just beat his kids. Yeah, they sound like they didn't want the kids. That's like, no, grandma, yeah. we don't want to go. See, man, and people get on us for not having kids, man. 
some of y'all need to stop having these goddamn kids, man. Y'all ain't beating them with curtain rods and shit and mm-hmm. grandmama taking care of them. You won't take care of them. Then you get them and then you just can't, you start beating them immediately, letting people that just met them oh, beat them and shit. Thank you. Hi, my name is Louisa. You can call me mama. Now, where's my belt? I'm like, what? No, I'm, I'm good. Teach me how to read first. <laughs> <laughs> the children told police that during the weekend of the, okay the boy was being with a belt um um by the couple and loose a curtain rod officers noted a lump on the boy's head cuts and bruises on his lower back severe bruises to his buttocks oh. so yeah if they was bruising and scarring mm-hmm, prison the children like that's the thing man my dad will whoop my ass I ain't never have no scar. Like, I could have called child services. By the time they got there, I would have looked too fine. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. They were like, yeah. what you call us here for, dog? Like, my dad ain't never hit me that hard. Well, like, I got a bruise. He beat the shit out of me. Like, that's crazy. Children were taken to emergency protective custody and later released to the care of their grandmother, who had previously cared for them. Wow. That's just fucked yeah, up. Yeah, Grandma, we told you we ain't want to go. Speaking of fucked up stuff involving kids. Uh-oh. Apparently, they get down these days when it comes to teachers and the children. Police are investigating the Oklahoma elementary school teacher who posted a tree trimming party at her home. I'm sorry, hosted a tree trimming party at her home attended by several third graders whom the educator videotaped wearing Christmas themed bras and panties she provided for the girls. Huh? Well, you know, Karen, sometimes you have to have a lot of kids come over to your house and then you put them in underwear and put them on videotape. Third graders, dog. Yeah, I mean, is that... How do you in the third grade? Seven, eight? Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I do not approve of this, sir. I, Karen, what's so bad about this? I don't... I mean, okay, so the dude... Uh, first of all, I was a woman, okay? Which, which, which is... It defeats the purpose. The, the, a, them little girls ain't got no titties and no ass. What is what is we feminine for? I mean, look, if, the, <laughs> if they want to come over to your house, put on some bras or some sexy underwear. No. And trim the tree and dance around I while you film them. I do not approve of this, R. Kelly. I, I'm just saying, like, what did they have on? That's, isn't that what we always say? No, she got it for them. Right, so, I mean, if she they put it on, it. then that's what they were wearing. So, I mean, technically, maybe they wanted it, you know? I no, mean, I, I, no, I, I do not approve of this. What should you do, pee on them, too? But it was a teacher, though. I mean, if it's your teacher, no, you should no. at least... She was teaching them some stuff about, you know, how no, to dress. And no, sir. The Christmas spirit, you know, it's the mm. time to give. No, sir. No? No, I, I no, I do not approve right. of this, sir. Well, if you say so, Karen, I mean... Thank you. In the face of a Shawnee Police Department probe, Kimberly Crane, 48, submitted her resignation as a third grade teacher at McLeod Elementary School. The resignation of Crane, pictured at right, was announced yesterday by school administrators. The investigation of Crane began earlier this month when a parent told police that her daughter had been invited along with other girls to Crane's residence for a pizza party. Why would they do this? And see, this is, and see, my kids will be so fucking angry at me. No, they, no, you ain't going over there. Don't ask me no more. What, I, what did I say, though? No, they're not coming over here. I, why people aren't more fucking paranoid if you have children? Why aren't you paranoid about people who want to kick it with your child? Want to. You're a grown-ass 48-year-old woman. Why do you want to do some overtime and yes. have the kids come to your house and eat pizza? Like, what? Why? 
No. You're a teacher. You should be fucking. Look, I know we all like the, you know, DFI teachers and shit. Teachers should be fucking sick of these kids. I felt, I went yes. out with kids. Look, I've been to basketball court and lost a game and talked to a kid for five minutes and was already thinking, like, how long until I get back on the court? Damn. Yes. Hate talking to kids. And here she is wanting to kick it with a bunch of them at her house. Oh, hollering and screaming and. No. The child told her parents they dressed up in bras and panties and decorated the tree and ate pizza. Under questioning by her parents, the girl revealed that Crane took photos of her and her friends decorating the tree. And some of the girls made up a cheer dance and did it in the bra and panties while Crane videotaped them. According and she thought nothing was wrong with it. What a, was she the only adult there? It sounds like it. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, wow. No, no chaperone, no, no other girls. No parents volunteered. Yeah. So all these people just left their children at this woman's house. Crane told the girls that she had something for them to change into at her home. The bra and panties imprinted with phrases like ho, ho, ho were on a bed. And Crane had all the girls into bed, into the bedroom one by one, changing the bra and panties. Two girls did not want to change in the bras, so they just wore a t-shirt with the panties, according to the affidavit. But Cran told them they needed to go put their bras on. Uh, wow, she was adamant about this shit, man. It sounds creepy as fuck. Wow, yeah, it sounds like she's in the little girls. A detective secured a warrant to search Crane's residence for computer equipment, cell phones, digital storage devices, and other material. The affidavit reveals that the cops began investigating the pizza party. Another third grade student reported troubling behavior by Crane. The child reported that Crane has all the kids in her class Skype over the computer with an older man wearing glasses named Uncle G. Wow. Shit. Damn. You know what? And that may have been who she was videotaping and taking all these pictures for. Yeah. I bet I bet Uncle G used to go by another name. Ha ha ha. like, yeah, uh, go ahead and Skype with me tonight. Uh, I was <laughs> get the bra and the pennies on, the ones I like. The ho 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 ones. <laughs> He bought a special order them shits. The man is not further identified in the affidavit. Additionally, the child told police several times a week Crane takes photos of particular girls in the class posing on the desk and chairs using her personal cell phone. <gasps> oh, my Prison. goodness. Boy, very, you, you and Uncle G. Yeah. Prison, come out to play. Yes, sir. Send that nigga straight under the goddamn hey, cell. Cuffs. Um, all right. So now uh, County police say burglary suspect made himself at home. A Sacramento ah, man, ah. a Sacramento man apparently made himself at home for, for the holiday Sunday in a Sonoma County residence. Jonathan Humphrey, 20 years old, is suspected of burglarizing the Fremont Diner in Sonoma County and a residence less than two blocks away. So he, he got the diner and then he went to somebody's house on South Central Avenue. So he ate first. Yeah, uh, I guess so. He's like, I'm hungry, but then I want to break in someone's house. It's like Goldilocks and shit. Where's my porridge? <laughs> Sheriff's deputies responded around 3.45 p.m. to an alarm at the diner. Um, the suspect forced the door open and took cash. Around 7.15 p.m., a guest staying at a nearby residence on South Central Avenue in an unincorporated Sonoma County uh, arrived in unincorporated Sonoma County. That's called that? Hmm. I'm Weird name for a county. Um, apparently they arrived home and that's when it, the shit popped off. <laughs> what happened, sir? What happened? And found a man watching TV in the living room. 
The back door to the residence had been kicked in, and the intruder told the guest he knew the homeowner. Dog, you kicked in the door, though? No, nah, that's cool. I know Tom. Oh, okay. Shit, well, my bad, But dog. you kicked in the door, though. Continue watching uh, Rugrats. When deputies arrived, the intruder identified himself as Humphrey. Uh, identified himself as Humphreys. Um, he gives his name. His name. He was trying to bleed through the broken back door. <laughs> I'm Humphreys. Bye. <laughs> wow. I gotta go. Oh, it was cool to y'all call the cop. What you got a cop for? <laughs> Humphrey has showered and put on the homeowner's <gasps> clean gym shorts. Oh. He showered and put on the two's shorts. <laughs> You put on his drawers. Uh, you know, he was in their house, like, watching porn and jacking off and shit. Oh, <laughs> I want to fucking disinfect my house. Disgusting. <laughs> a hooded sweatshirt and slippers. He made himself a... T- oh, you think he came on the chairs and shit? Of course you know he, he did. He jacking on the chair. Oh. He made himself a taco meal, helped himself to some homemade cookies, and settled down on a couch in the living room to watch a movie he had taken from another room in the house. I did guarantee that's porn that movie. Did he think that they was never coming home? I don't know. When the homeowner arrived, he told deputies he did not recognize the intruder, but did recognize his clothing. Ha! <laughs> I don't recognize you, but I recognize them clothes. Deputies found, he's like, are those Larian socks? <laughs> deputies, <laughs> deputies found coins and cash they believe were taken from the diner with Humphrey's dirty clothes in the bathroom. So he's gonna watch his clothes. He's like, watch these later. I'm tired right now. I need to watch a movie and just chill. And take a nap. Get some tacos in me. <laughs> Muddy footprints at the diner match footprints at the South Central Avenue Avenue residence. Uh, sloppy, Humphrey, sloppy. Humphrey appeared apparently hitchhiked to the area. Wow, just fucking his People whole hour. I didn't know you could do that. Who picked? Who, who the fuck pick up hitchhikers? Well, I guess guess the race, right? He was booked into right. yeah. No one's picking the brother up. He was booked into Sonoma County Jail for commercial and residential burglary. He is on probation for an offense in Sacramento County. Uh, Humphrey's being held under fifty thousand dollars bail. Mm. Uh, a man is accused of trying to kill a woman who wouldn't leave his chair. Oh damn! That's right. Was this his favorite chair? <laughs> Let's find out. Kendrick A. Carr allegedly attempted to kill a woman who wouldn't leave a chair on Thanksgiving Day. What did he call Superman Fives? Because if you don't call Superman Fives when you get up from your chair, apparently people can take your chair. That's the rule I learned from my white friends. Car, what 20, the hell is that? Well, it's like when you get up, you say Superman Fives, and that means no one can take your seat. Oh, okay. And if you just say Fives, that means you got five minutes to take your seat. Uh, Superman Fives last forever. <laughs> if you forget to call it, though, they can take your seat. Car 23 appeared in the circuit court on Monday afternoon, charged with one count of attempted first-degree intentional homicide, first-degree reckless endangerment, criminal damage to property, and disorderly conduct. He was charged as a repeat offender on each crime. If convicted... A repeat offender? You've done this shit before? <laughs> I'm going to do it again. If convicted on all counts, he faces a maximum penalty of 80 years and six months in prison. <laughs> 80 years and six months. <laughs> Huh. Well, yeah, 80 <laughs> years and six months. 86 months. I sent you to do the full 80 years. And I'm going to take the six months off because, you know, that's excessive. <laughs> or, or he also faces a $36,000 fine or both. According to the complaint, Carl was at the house of his girlfriend on Thursday and shortly before 6.30 p.m., uh, he became upset that the friend of his girlfriend was sitting on what he said was his chair. 
The friend refused to move when Carr told her to get out of his chair, and Carr became upset. Well, obviously. Well, you know, it was a good game, Karen. You got to see what the Cowboys going to do, you know? Oh, what, is, what did she take? The, the last piece of the turkey, too? Damn. He was probably, he, I don't you know. You took the turkey, you took my seat, bitch. We got the fallout. <laughs> I don't understand this. Carver came. Carver began throwing items around the apartment, grabbed a knife with an eight-inch blade from the kitchen, and stabbed the wall, and then went after the friend. Now, here's the thing. She didn't get up off the chair after that, though, because at some point, pride is out the goddamn window. Wow. You pick up a knife or throw something because I won't get out your chair. First thing I'm doing is getting up like my bad, my nigga. And two seconds later, I'm going... Suddenly, I have to go. I will call you, Sharon. Okay. No, no. Bye, it, girl. It won't even be that. It be like, oh, oh, we throwing shit. All right, all right. Where you going? Where, where, where you right. going? It won't be no response. No, mm-hmm. I ain't responding. You can keep that banana pudding. Hell yes. Um, he stabbed the wall, and then you know, because it's Thanksgiving, it's family time. Actually, this probably has more of the spirit of Thanksgiving than anything else. And my come thing over is to somebody's that, house, steal their land, then they try to kill you. I'm like this. How you going to watch him stab a wall and still sit there? Yeah. Maybe he went from the window to the wall. I don't know. Oh. And then then went after the friend, the complaint said. (gasps) He he swung the knife at her several times and threatened to kill her. The friend picked up a broom to fight him off. The attack was stopped only when someone mentioned the police and Carl ran from the apartment while yelling threats. Wow. How did he think that was going to end? You can't threaten to kill somebody and expect everybody to sit there and go, yeah, kill her. Because she wouldn't get her ass up. (laughs) retarded yeah wow that that that's just amazing you know people are crazy like that though i guess yes they are um here's a happy meal story okay um you ever eaten frog legs karen no but i hear they're good though okay well if you're into frog maybe you like to try to hurt tastes a lot like chicken a horrified diner managed to spit out the four inch long animal but fears he may have already eaten one of his legs that's right Oh, did he, did did it sneak up? Did it hop in his meal? I don't understand. Accounts manager Ross, who was with his girlfriend Karen and a, Karen, what were you doing there? (laughs) I have no idea. Chill was right. (laughs) Said, I've been into, I've been into the rap, but he couldn't, but couldn't chew through it. I excused myself and got it out of my mouth. There was a whole frog there. It was still alive. I felt really ill. Well, how do you think the frog did, did felt? Did he order live frog? I don't understand. It's live frog. I want a live frog taco right well, this way. I always wonder what happened to that WB frog. <laughs> That's him right there. Do you think it popped out of the rap like, hello, my honey. Hello, hello my, my baby. baby. Hello, my right down. Wow. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> Did the jig on top of the rap? <laughs> <laughs> on the WB. Yeah. Mass. And then, and then went back Mammy. down. Mammy. <laughs> then wrapped itself back up again. <laughs> Bugs been trying to kill him and hop back out. Yeah. Hello, my honey. Hello, Bugs, darling. See, that's why it's dead. Where's his cane in his hat? Yeah, he's trying to show everybody so it's not moving. But I bet you, as soon as they took this picture, that bitch started dancing again. Yeah, he put out a cane <laughs> in his hat. Hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. Hello, my right time growl. Uh, <laughs> Ross, 32, was so angry at the chain's outlet in Victoria, Central London, that he took out a mobile photo. He took a mobile photo and insisted on taking the evidence home in a plastic tub. Now, huh? see, that sounds like he set them up. I bet he brought this frog in there himself. He later realized that the frog, by now dead, had been left with only three limbs. 
disgusted ross of crawley west sussex added i think i might have eaten one uh the thought of chewing on it keeps me awake at night oh he about to sue of course staff recorded his his ordeal on a complaint form and was given a 44 euro refund but Ross said, I don't understand how anyone could put a wrap together and not see a frog. I'm livid. I won't eat at Nando's again. Nando said it was taking the incident extremely serious and insisted we take great care of the, over the quality of our food. Nando's sound like a sushi bar. Uh, they, it said uh, the only possible way the frog could have got into the wrap was in its prepackaged salad leaves, which are provided by a supplier, a supplier washed and ready to eat. Uh, unfortunately, as Mr. Dance refuses to give us, give us the foreign object, we are unable to fully understand where it came from uh, to reach a final conclusion. Now, I will say this on his behalf. I would not give it to you either. No. Like, that shit will just disappear. disappear. You know what I mean? Hello. Is this the million-dollar frog you're going to sue us about? Whoops. My bad. You know what I mean? Like, why would That's they do right. that? Right. Here's a story. We talked about sex earlier. Mm-hmm. Karen. I need to know the answer to this. What's up? Why do women fake orgasms? To get it over with, son. Mm. Well, that's not what this study says. You taking too long. I got to go to work in the morning. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, yeah, you the best. Get this over with. Yeah, that's. I think they do it. <laughs> I think they do it whenever you're doing that endurance sex. Like that man, the man be turning up on. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is the best sex of my life. Stop. You're killing me. Ouch. I'm dying. Um, <laughs> why do women fake orgasms? Hmm? Every dude wants to know, cause a lot of y'all are faking these orgasms out here. And I, why? Know. Why? Cause, cause she got, she wants to see dancing with the stars. You taking up time. Do women fake orgasms to protect their fragile men's egos? A provo- Sometimes. A provocative new study suggests. Karen, you know too much about this. What the <laughs> hell? Is this something I need to know? No, sir. No, sir. Is my bill sex not good no, enough? I am a woman, and I do talk to other women. Hello. Mm-hmm. Well, if you protecting my ego, keep on protecting it. I, I will, sir. You never know. <laughs> uh, well, I don't like this story anymore. It's terrible. You bought it up, sir. I know. This is terrible. It's a horrible story. <laughs> Uh, Are you sure you want to go on? A provocative new study suggests another reason that women fake it. To keep a man faithful. Mm, Okay. One particular reason that emerges from a lot of studies is to keep my partner interested in this relationship or to prevent him from defecting from the relationship or leaving the relationship for another woman. Author Dr. Farnes Kogibadi a postdoctoral, yes, a, name. A, co- a postdoctoral research, uh, research fellow at Columbia University in New York City told Live Science. For the study, published in the November issue of Archives of Sexual Behavior, researchers surveyed the 453 heterosexual women in the southeastern U.S. who were all, who were in long-term relationships. So they got all 453 of them. That's a small study. Karen, did you do this study? Mm-mm. Dang, I did not participate. You. The researchers found that 54% of women admitted to faking an orgasm. Hey, you know, the thing is, man, I think people have, I think it's a problem if you chronically fake orgasms. Yes. But if you ask somebody, have they faked one? They probably be lying if they say they had never faked. Even that's dudes, true now. I have faked the orgasm before. You know, it's hot sometimes. You're like, I'm done. <laughs> but I don't want her to feel like she isn't attractive. Uh, not doing a job. Like, oh, this is the best date of my life. Uh, <laughs> I have never. I'm done. 
<laughs> back to the game. Halftime is over with. I told you, you, you want to get back to the game, and mm-hmm. she and she want to get back to hoarders. A closer look showed women who thought their partner might stray were more likely to report faking. So she's so if you touch her and she's like, "This is the best dick ever," do you know that that she thinks you cheating? Of course. <laughs> I didn't even put it in yet. Uh, just don't leave me. Oh, I'm so, what? What is that just happen here? Why are you crying? <laughs> What's more, these women were more likely to engage in mate retention behaviors like dressing to please or keeping tabs on their partner when they're apart. No. Oh. Yeah, keeping tabs is mate retention behavior. Oh, I didn't know I had a I.e. stalking. Yes, Pretend- to the Pretending orgasms may be a broader strategy of mate retention available to women to maintain their intimate relationship. Um, the doctors suggest that faking an orgasm to keep a mate from strain may be an evolutionary adaptation. Previous research suggests that a wo- when a woman has an orgasm, it may cause her body to retain sperm for childbearing. The evolutionary theory suggests faking an orgasm unconsciously uh, might help a woman retain sperm of a man with good genes, giving her the best chance to have a healthy child. Oh. So they only fake the orgasms for the attractive guys. Ugly guys, you just got to go it alone. <laughs> like, you better hope you can really fuck. She's just crossing her legs and shit. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Not Don't yet. Sperm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Denzel, I'm coming. <laughs> essentially the women may also may use fake orgasms to signal their partner that i am selecting you thus maintaining his commitment i say fake it till you make it i say i bet if you too. i bet if you fake i mean i don't mean constantly fake orgasm but i'll be mean, if you're not into it and then you just kind of start faking and i bet you get turned on eventually you're like oh <laughs> now it's happening oh I really am coming now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just need to get into it. The commitment manipulation is a mate retention strategy used more often when the risk of a partner infidelity is higher. So, fellas, act like you're going to cheat. It's the only way to get the good sex. Ah! That's what the study says. The science says you need to let her find a number in your pocket and get that good, ah, that good get orgasm. Get that good, good. All right, last story of the day. <laughs> This, this, this episode has been ratchet as fuck. Yes, it has. <laughs> Last story. Strippers smuggled into a Miami jail posing as paralegals. Uh-oh. The hottest strippers in Miami have been strutting their stuff for a captive audience in the Maximum Security Federal Detention Center. Posing as paralegals or legal assistants, they're being smudged, smuggled inside of, by lawyers for the wealthy drug lords behind bars. Wow. Damn. They take off their tops and let the guys touch them, defense attorney Hugo Rodriguez said. Now, these got to be some, man, do not knock a stripper's hustle, dog. That's all I'm saying. Like these, they hustle, they hustle stronger than the drug deal. I don't care what nobody said. Yeah, they I got don't, some serious hustle. I don't care if they're putting uh, sperm in condoms <laughs> to drive to the fucking, to the fertility clinic. Oh, they own it. Or if they go into a place where hardened criminals to get that dollar dollar bill, they will do it. Yes, it's all about that money. The majority of these young, very attractive women are non-citizens brought in exclusively for the purposes of visiting the FDC. The ladies may not know the difference between torts and tarts, but all they need to get in to get inside the downtown jail is a lawyer willing to vouch for them. Wow. Any lawyer can sign a form and designate a legal assistant, Rodriguez said. There is no way of verifying it. The process is being abused. Like so so what like did the, y'all think was gonna happen. The prison guards don't see like, damn, these are the finest paralegals ever. ever. 
She don't got no glasses. She got eight inch, eight inch, eight inch heels on. Yeah. Her, her boobs about to pop out. Ma'am, you do not look like a paralegal. Like, why does your paralegal have nipple tassels? <laughs> like, should she be able to make it clap? I don't know if this is no. in my jurisdiction. Everyone knows about it. A private investigator told the publication Riptide Blog, uh, we call them the little hoochie mamas. They are making a mockery out of the prison system here. One stripper was making a, a living. One prisoner, one stripper was reportedly caught on prison video taking it all off for an inmate in the jail spout special housing unit. Other lusty legal assistants have reportedly smuggled inside porn magazines, liquor, and thousands of dollars in cash. Oh, and they coochie? Well, I don't understand this. How is it getting in there? The FD, well, never question how a stripper can keep her money, Karen. Oh, my bad, my bad. She can make it clap. That so shit is bad. like a black hole. It's just existing theory. We don't know how they <laughs> do it. What can fit in there? <laughs> Sometimes you see all that money on the stage, and within seconds, it's gone. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. how'd you pick it? Like, you got a vacuum cleaner inside your vagina? pick up all that money so fast yes and if they could take credit cards they let you swipe it you'll never be the stripper in 52 pickup i tell you that much ever uh of course the fdc declined to comment on the report so of course yeah that's amazing dog there's strippers in the prisons mm-hmm. now why aren't they fucking though that's my question like why not smuggling prostitutes like these prisoners need to think bigger they and they might say well we can get him in here for you but you can't fuck him because yeah I, and i guess if anybody ever gets caught or anything or it becomes close they can always you know I me mean, lean back on the paralegal but if they catch you fucking them oh and find out they're prostitutes then it kind of all busts your whole thing down anyway lawyers ain't shit um this has been another episode of the black guy who tips uh podcast thank you for joining us everybody in the live room we're gonna thank go in you. there and answer questions after the show yes we are of course thanks to uh all the people that download uh, go to our facebook page like us um go to our google plus page and tell us how we're offensing offending you this time yes um don't forget you can donate to the show uh one-time donations or recurring donations you can buy clothing and other items from the store drinkware shot glasses for your nagasaki bombs yes um don't forget also you can call the show 704-557-0186 you can email the show theblackgowltips at gmail.com um, and this show was sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions uh, if you buy this week only Trim Reaper or Gorilla the movies off of their websites mm-hmm. they'll include a free copy of Dirt Cheap Therapy on DVD the movie that stars us yes so we would appreciate if you guys do that because um, we are superstars yeah, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That is in D A T. And uh, I think that's it. So until next time, love you. You too, baby. Mwah.
want to move.